It's time to get locked in, ladies and gentlemen. Because you are now tuned in to the Screaming Idiots Show. Welcome to the Metal Brotherhood. What is up, my fellow Screaming Idiots? It is Monday, November 6th. Welcome back into the sanctuary. Glad to have you all back in here. we got a guest in studio we're going to get to in just a second, but I want to plug a couple things real quick. First off, thank you for uh, continuing to, to ride this train with us. We appreciate each and every one of you so much. Without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers, um, all of our, our followers, subscribers on all of our social media platforms. Thank you so much. Um, speaking of that, it is Monday, so we're going to do a little Mailbag Monday. Monday, November what? 6th? Yep. Yeah. We're going to do a little Mailbag Monday. You know, we, we get a lot of uh, a lot of you guys send stuff in to us via social media, comment on YouTube videos, things like that, and offering, uh, you know, very, very kind and friendly uh, advice. So got, got a comment from a, a YouTuber uh, on our one of our Season 5 episodes. Uh, and this comes comes to us from at jamsbro1. Damn. He says, I and I jams. quote, This has got to be the worst visual setup for mics I've seen. Lower them. Put them to the side. Put them behind you. This looks like a video of four mic stands with dudes somewhere in the back. That's what it is. <laughs> to which we responded... <laughs> Thanks for the feedback. Feedback, <laughs> incredibly kind, sir. Couple things, James, bro. This is our podcast. <laughs> First off, this is our podcast, not your podcast. Second of all, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's not meant to be this big, visually appealing thing. We do the video just so people will have something to look at if they choose to look at it. I don't give two flying fucks what it looks like. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Pretty simple. So. I recommend Apple Podcast anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, there's this other thing called Spotify that I hear is pretty common mm. these days for these young kids. So, there's also that. There's also Pandora. There's also... Uh, Amazon, there's a, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. So, James Bro one, go fuck yourself. Tony Tipton, how the fuck are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> good to have you. I'm, in be- I'm doing better than the guy you just. Mentioned. Yeah, well, you know, it's fine. He, 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 <laughs> he makes up- jams, bro. He, no, he actually uploads like 30 second video game clips. I'm that big of a piece of shit that like I'm like, yo, is this like a big time influencer that actually like means something? No, he's just some scumbag kid. So. You know, but he's anyways, a badass, isn't he? yeah, he's probably a badass. He's melting kids on Fortnite like I do. You know, I don't play. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Tony, we I know we've we've been wanting to get you in, um, just hadn't been able to schedule it out. Finally, was able to make it work, and and glad to have you in, dude. So thank yeah, you. First off, thank you so much oh, for yeah. giving us thanks the for time. having me, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Um, Tony, I, Tyler, you can give a much better uh, introduction to Tony <laughs> than I can, um, simply because you know you kind of feel you've probably known him your whole life or most of it. So if you want to. Yeah, this is uh this is Uncle T Bone, for those who didn't know. Um, 
this man once upon a time wiped my ass. So he tells me once in a while. Can we get an age when that happened? (laughs) (laughs) Two years ago. There are statute of limitations on that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Tony's someone I've always looked up to uh, music wise, friends with uh, my dad, old special ed. Um, Basically known him my whole life. And uh, yeah. So Tony, yeah, you're, so you're getting since old, day man. one for you, buddy. You're getting old. Yeah, I am getting old. <laughs> how, how old are you, Tony? Forty six. Nah, you ain't. You just, you're fine. You're fine. One you don't have a, a beard. And you I was gonna say that's an impressive. You look, look like <laughs> fucking thirty six with that beard, bro. Cool. It's an impressive. Not a gray hair in that. Well, fucking there is. Just for men. Yeah, yeah, pull you the just curtains. Trim it right. Pull the curtains. Trim it right. Just for men. Yeah, just for men. That's what it is. Never know. So. Tony, I mean, currently, you know, obviously we know you're in Johnny Lawless. Um, yeah. How long have you been with, with them? Uh, just about, this December will be a year. Okay. I, I thought it was fairly new, but I didn't want to make yeah. a make an assumption. Because we saw you, when was that? I guess, no. Maybe you weren't with him then. Have you ever played Toodles with him? No. No, okay. you weren't with him then. Okay. No. I they was, had that dude with a sweet-ass Rickenbacker. Oh, yeah, was, Chris Wells. God, that thing sounded that amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was man. not Solid guy. sober. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, not sober. So I couldn't. Neither remember. was I, but I seen that bass and I was like, mm. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tony, give us a little, you know, start to finish. You know, how did you kind of get started in music? Where did that passion come from? And, and, and give us the rundown of how you get to where you're at today. Well, uh, what started it for me. I was, I don't know, eight or so, and I'd walk home from school, and we lived in apartments, mm-hmm. kind of some ghetto apartments in Jeffersonville. Hey, oh, yeah. Your dad knows where it's at. We, mm-hmm. We've all hung here. But um, anyways, uh, my neighbor, Kenny Dean, you know Brad? Brad Dean and all them guys, uh, Craig and all of them? So, yeah. Well, his dad, their dad okay. lived right beside me, and I'd always hear him playing his guitar out the window. Mm. So I'd walk up, and I'd hear it, and I'd be like, man, that's, he's playing stuff on the radio. Holy shit. So I'd sit on the little playground and just listen to him. And then uh, it got to be where it was, you know, he he played all the time. So, you know, every every day or so, you know, I come home from school, I'd just sit there and my mom would open the window. What are you doing? And I was just, how can you not want to come out here and listen to this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this yeah. guy's playing, it sounds just like the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just amazing to me for some reason to hear somebody, you know, you're just, you're little, yeah. it just blows your mind. Well, uh, my mom knew him and I didn't really know him all that well. And, and you know, Brad was... Man, he he couldn't have been but a year old, if that. But um, she uh, worked it out for for him to you know for me to go over there and meet me, meet him and everything. Mm-hmm. Man, he was he was the coolest guy ever. Like he's like, here, man, here's my guitar and my amp. Take it home and play with it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Well, I, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Like really? He said, take it, take it home, play with it as long as you want. Just just come and get me when you're done. I'll come over and get it. So I just sat there and just. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> right. For hours. For fucking hours and hours and hours, man. And then uh, with the, by the end of the hour, I was just kind of yeah. picking little things out, you know? Right. And uh, You find some things. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Luckily, he had a double locking setup, so I didn't knock it out of right. tune or nothing. You know what I mean? I think it was a Series 10 guitar. But hmm. uh, anyways, it went from that to uh, him showing me some stuff. And then uh, my mom bought me. 
my my first guitar, the Harmony, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, later on, she ended up, a year later, I just got to where I kind of, it's all I cared about. My grades and, and stuff started to suffer. Mm-hmm. But who gives a fuck? I was learning <laughs> the guitar. We ain't here to play that, school. That yeah. ain't rock, dude. <laughs> I mean, fuck yeah. that. I mean, when's, since when has a good report card got you a piece of ass over being able to play um, a fucking lead on right. stage? Come on, guys. Right. Fuck a report card. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyways. Uh, yeah, you can't fuck a report card. I exactly, mean. <laughs> literally. You can't fuck a guitar, but you can use a guitar to fuck. <laughs> so, In more ways than one. Right, <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, back to that. She she bought me a uh, bought me my first nice guitar, a Charvette, and then um, ended up trading it for an Ibanez, like I was telling yep. you know Preston, about a year after that, and and I got to where I just got obsessed with playing, and then at about the age of thirteen, I got got in a lot of trouble. I was a you know a little fat kid, and I was running around with the wrong crowd, and uh, we decided to break into the school. Well, I couldn't fit through the window, so I had to wait outside. <laughs> I didn't so this, laugh. I didn't. No, it's, it, it is funny. You know, everything back, you know, from those days was smaller. You know, like right. all the airplanes at the Air Force Museum. You see them fucking cockpits, man? Still that little fat they're, kid. They're small. They're small. So I wasn't getting in that window. So he comes out and he just starts handing me shit. And he, the, the shit he's handing me is the most ridiculous fucking things. Pencil a, sharpener. Yeah, pencil sharpener, a VCR, a, a dust buster. So like, ste- yeah. like Steely from fucking Rick and Morty. I'm just gonna steal a couple things. Yeah. So so we're walking back and um six and alter- a half grapples. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, care. you're fine. But ultimately, what got got us busted was we wrapped all that shit up and gave it to our parents for Christmas. So my mom's in front of like her what boyfriend's family and everybody, and she unwraps this dirty fucking Black and Decker dustbuster. And I'm over here all proud and shit. Cause I'm she like, <laughs> check that shit out. Mom. Yeah, I'm huh? like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, wait till she opens this up. You know what I mean? She right. opened it and she just fucking had the same look that my grandpa and grandma and everybody gave you with that eyebrow. I was, I knew I was fucked. So she called the cops. <laughs> no then, shit. Oh, shit. She called the cops. Yes, she did. And I'm glad she did because it, musically, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Ooh. House arrest for a year and a half. Damn. Probation. You were how old again? I'm sorry. I was 13. Okay. And I went from being pretty good for my age to jamming with guys in their 40s oh. within a year and a half because you're stuck at home stuck at home and that's that's all that's all i wanted to do I, you know i was like i'm gonna be a fucking rock star because it, it just came easy to me for some reason i don't know why nothing House in my rest, life that's ever metal happens. as fuck yeah so i went from there and then you know i got got to jamming with people meeting them playing with everybody and then you know all, all the people in jeff your dad and everybody and Mm-hmm. It just kind of went from there, man, and it just it just kept progressing over time. And now, you know, here I am. I'm old, and I'm not a fucking rock star, so <laughs> give up on your dreams. Give up just on say, your dreams. Should have robbed a gas station, I, I should have got, got the good report card. <laughs> so I'm curious, at 8 or 10, or I think you started when you were 8, right? Rough, yeah, yeah, eight, 8 or so, roughly. Do you felt like at the time you knew you had a musical ear? Not at first. Okay. It was um, it was after he loaned me his guitar, and it kind of I started figuring out the, maybe the mechanics of it, I guess, and mm-hmm. got to where I was just I, I liked being able to figure out the sounds, like okay. a, from a song or something or a tape I'd put in, and that's how I learned a lot of my chops was just developing my ear, yeah. being on house arrest and, and getting my favorite tapes and just learning front to back, you know, yep. solos and everything by ear. I didn't have to. We was poor. We didn't have no tab books. I couldn't I wanna, afford none uh, of that shit. I want to comment on how. 
how different of a learning experience you had considering we had YouTube, but like yeah. YouTube didn't really become like helpful until a little bit later Till, on. Like college. I bro. had my dad, but like you're fucking record recording little tapes. Yeah, you you're upstairs neighbor. Off the radio. That's it. That's cool. And uh, then you're just like going by ear. Yeah, there was just no. raw dogging it. <laughs> there was no YouTube because my neighbor, you know, he played he played different stuff than I was into. You know what I mean? He 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 showed me a few things, and and he was kind of and, and I'm glad because he kind of did what I do what I do with people. It's like I'm gonna show you the basics, and you know, fly on your own. If you got it, you'll stick with it. If you don't, you don't. You know what yeah. I mean? It's one of the right. things. And you know, luckily I it was something I was into. So yeah, it was. But that was the best thing to develop my ear because, you know, like like my daughter, extremely talented, plays multiple instruments. But, I mean, without her sheet music, she's useless. Yeah. And I was trying to teach her, but she's just, I don't think she cares that much to, right. you know what I mean? Be good without it. Right. But, you know, <clears throat> I would just, I'd just sit down and just learn, like, overkill tapes. You know, all the first, you know, at this time, you're talking, this was 19, I don't know, maybe 88, 89, something like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe 90. So here I am jamming to the first four Metallica albums, you know, front to back, note for note. I, I could just hear it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I could just hear him and I just find the little parts here and there. And it's like, oh, well, this is what he's doing. And then after a while, you started kind of, you'd hear a lot of repetitive shit to where it was just like, you hear it two or yeah, three times. Yeah, you find the patterns. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yes. yeah, I know where yeah. this is at already. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, there was no, I mean, I, I might have been pretty decent if I had YouTube and shit back then, you know what I mean? Right. At, at this day and age, but it's great. Nowadays, man, people it is insane. Yeah, if if you got any kind of music capability at all, then you know the, the fucking world is your oyster, man. With with what's available to you, oh, it's yeah. insane. Like that spark over there. Oh yeah, having something like that when I was a kid, you know, when when I I would just be sitting at home, nothing to fucking do. Cause yeah. I don't want to be hanging out with my fucking sisters and shit because <laughs> they're fucking bitches. But uh, <laughs> damn, I'm allowed to say that, but nobody else is. Um, but yeah, like if I had something like that, I'd have played so much more, and I probably yeah. would have gotten into electric a little bit more too. I normally just grab the acoustic. Yeah, I mean that's how I practice at home. I mean I. I got stuff at home, but I'm just, I, I just grab an electric guitar and I don't plug it in or nothing. I just really, because for me, it's, uh, I try to be articulate as I can with, mm -hmm. with scales and everything. So I just got a little, you know, metronome app on my phone. And I set it on my bed. Gotta have the metronome. And it's like, at that point, you have just an electric guitar that's unplugged. There's nothing to help you cheat. You There's just nothing. The clicks of the you string. You gotta yeah. pick it all out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, that's the best discipline as Tony, far as. Tony, mm -hmm. can you tell the, the listeners how important it is? to play with a fucking metronome it's um how do i say this because i i agree with you from from uh, a huge aspect timing is everything you know what i mean but i think you should be able to feel timing right i don't think you should use it as a crutch <clears throat> kind of like what we're saying with the, the 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 sheet music you know some people you just walk up and pull it away and they're you know they're fucked they're, fucked. they're, they're just like what anymore can't yeah. play anything you know yeah. what i mean but uh yeah, I, sometimes a, a click track like recordings I've done, it's sucked the life out of the band, and mm -hmm. but other times it, it's it's improved the band. So really, it's uh, I think it's important, maybe for practicing, but it's, I think also when playing, you know, in a, with a band or something, it's cool to kind of run mm -hmm. off the rails a little. I think for recording, it's pretty necessary, right? Unless you know, 
you got a solid band that you know you really ain't gonna have just to do any kind of editing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Kind of like band that's been together for fucking twenty, thirty years, and they're just like you go see them live, and they're just insane. You know what I mean? Right. Like, holy shit. And that's not taken away from any other bands at all. I just, just think um, at least in in practice, it is very important yeah. to get used to being able to play with a metronome. It, it really like like from like <clears throat> scales and stuff like from a lead aspect, it it, it kind of um, makes it to where it locks you in, so you're not rushing notes or cutting mm-hmm. notes off. You know what I mean? It's good for that. But like when you practice with it, it makes it a lot easier to feel it later on. Right. And you can kind of So when you get with the band bit. and everything, like if everyone on their own is practicing with metronomes and they come together, there's a good chance they're they're going to find themselves in time with each other. Yeah, you're right. Whereas like if if you ain't got that timing. I I think for me the mo- the most And then you try to jump in with a band, it's Oh yeah, yeah. so bad. And and I have <laughs> heard that. But I mean I I think for uh, out of everybody, musician-wise, I think drummers are the most important thing. People that should practice with a fucking metronome. You know what I mean? Just because, I, how many times have has any of you guys ever played with drummers? And I'm not saying current. I'm just saying, just in general, in your mm-hmm. whole music endeavors, that would rush into like the next part, mm-hmm. you know, cut a fill off too short or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that just sounds fucked up. Rush to me. certain parts. Right. I'll tell you what, Scotty's come a fucking. Scotty long has, way. man. Scotty has. When when we first started playing with him because he was so used to playing like straight fucking thrash metal and just metal in general and yeah. playing like as fast as he fucking can yeah. all the time, he started playing with us and then it was like slowing him down was was hard and then you got him slowed down and there'd be like fills that he would try to rush and right it was it was rough man but we just we learned we learned to play with it is the crazy thing so that when we would go into a, a studio and and try to get on a metronome it, it, it was so bad well but that but that also comes where you know discipline and, and you, like, me yeah, but you yeah. didn't oh, wow. you didn't think about shit like that you was i mean when you guys got when, scotty when you was first, what 15 i was i was 15 when we first yeah. started with scotty and, and so he was, was like 53 yeah <laughs> well he was I, actually 27, I think. When I, uh, I had recorded him Scotty. with a band before he got with you guys. Yeah, and it was it was fast shit, you know. And he did fine. He did fine yeah. with that. No so problem. No problem. Yeah. He All he what, had to do was play. No, his, no, no problem. Literally as no fast problem. as he could. Yeah. yeah. There's... Just pulling the reins back. It's just like <laughs> not. Scotty's not, like yeah. that old clip of Daquan where he's like picks up a big pot and he goes, "We don't need that, my man. You know why? Because we're the best." And then he gets his back blown out and he goes, "We need that, my man. We need that." That's Scotty with a metronome. Scotty's uh, the most impressive part to me is that Scotty will listen, listen to you, uh-huh. and he'll also take what you say and, and apply it. Because I've noticed, like, from your first album, even to this this last single that, that you guys did, he was. Uh, you can tell that he's disciplined himself and he's he's came a long way. And it's like it's not even the fast or the most technical crazy things that. I'm noticing, which he does. He does a lot of that mm-hmm. shit. But it's the fact that he's learning how to pull the reins back when they need to be pulled back. That's what I noticed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. You I got to get I his eyes him. closed. When his eyes are closed, you're good. You're in the zone, yes. I, I yeah. I give mad props for how far he's come. Yeah, he's he listening. He and, I, he and I went some rounds. And <laughs> That's healthy, though. That's healthy. Like, you should have seen us recording uh, that second album. Like, I, me and Scotty, <laughs> he and Scotty was about to go at it. Because I'm fucking yelling at him because we had spent weeks and weeks in here practicing the songs with the metronome and all this shit. We get in there and he couldn't do it. And finally, 
I'm in the fucking room with him recording. I had a headset, so I had to click, and I'm fucking yeah. like this with the fucking so that he could he could visually see the click. And yep. once he could like visually see it, he's yeah, good. maybe it's a sight thing versus yeah, a hearing he, thing he, for he him. He couldn't hear for it, and and I think what we we landed on later on was Strip that, light. buddy. You, you can't like if you hear it, <laughs> like if you hear it, you're off time. And once he once he like really figured that out and it clicked for him, he he's been good ever since. I, I just think it's uh, with drummers, <clears throat> and this is from you know recording bands. I, I think a lot of them has just never really played. It, it's not just him. I mean, it's it's probably oh, yeah. for me, it's ninety nine percent of bands. You know, I'll get a few guys that have, and and they're they're pretty good at it. But I'll get some in there that you know that hasn't, and it's a, it's a challenge for them. But the end result, you know, is ends up better not quite as chaotic unless you're right. going for that you know but so back to your story a little bit how did you how did you go from uh you know just playing playing music to like getting into bands to then you know now you're we we just talked about all this recording and shit so well it uh like i said playing playing with bands just um I've always been a networker, even when I was young. So, you know, we would, I'd just play and just meet anybody, everybody. Oh, you know, my boyfriend's in a band. He plays guitar. Cool. What's his name? Link it up. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Tight. Let me come over and play jam with him. You know, and then I got to where I was playing with older people and I just, I couldn't get enough, man. You know, there was a point in my life from about, you know, maybe 12, 13 on, clear up to <clears throat> mid 20s, late 20s. Now, not so much. I don't, I don't got that drive like I used to, mm-hmm. but that's because you see these little fucking Chinese girls on YouTube, and it's like, what's the point? Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, fucking crazy, dude. But uh, <laughs> just just jam. They're fucking insane. They are. The Chinese. They fucking are, dude. They are. <laughs> it's kung fu. Yeah, and they've been playing like three years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's They're fucking amazing, five million man. times better than I'll ever be. Yeah, yep. it's it's just amazing. It's 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 awesome. Same what it here. Is, yeah, it is cool. Same here. They are an intelligent people. They are. They are. <laughs> Discipline is what it is. Yeah. That's true. That's 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 the that's the part. Yeah. That's a cultural they thing. They catch on everything fast, you yes. know. Fuckers. God if you damn it. Why do you have to be so good at everything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all fat. Fat. <laughs> Except Preston. But I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just jam with people and then uh one thing led to another. Started writing music with, you know, <clears throat> buddies that I was in bands with and everything, and then we started putting cassette. Then I had the first studio experience. Okay. Like, holy shit, you know. Even this more. Is weird a, for me. Yeah, 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 it's different. And then um, <clears throat> after that, I got to work, got into wanting to do bands. So I okay. you know, started on a little four-track recorder back in like 97, something like that. 96, 97. We ended up d- demoing out our whole first cassette, five-song EP on that. And then we went and recorded it. And it was mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, we went. It was a lot, a lot easier this time when we went because we did all this before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was when that stuff started sinking in. And then I just kind of started. Did you do the old tape recorder in the middle of the floor? No, no. It no. was um, it was a four-track recorder, so we had four tracks. And um, at that point, we was, we was getting pretty good with it. We got to where, okay, well, you can fucking, if you leave one of those tracks open, you can take those three tracks, dump them onto this one track, and then that opens up two more tracks for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. to play on and then you can take that track and those two and dump those onto that another track and then that opens up three more you know huh. it's just hmm. a 
Cheating the system. I mean, you start losing quality after, you know, yeah. bouncing it 30 fucking times. Yeah. But, I mean, you still, it was it was possible. It was, hell, some of the old great albums was recorded on four track. All mm-hmm. the old Sabbath albums, you know, 16 track, you know, very minimalistic. It was just, that's what separates it back then from now. You actually had to be creative and experiment versus mm-hmm. here. You can, you can just go in and make anybody sound like anything. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It's it should be called mm-hmm. an audio janitor nowadays instead of an engineer. Engineer, yeah. Because really, yeah, you're just you're manipulating. They tell you what they want, and then you just that's what you if do. you know how to get to it, then that's how it is. You know. Well, now but, we have AI generated songs that are better than yeah ninety percent of people out there putting out music. So, but if you notice though, man, things do the uh, do the old uh, three sixty after a while. Like there was a I don't know about in your guys's metal scene, but like the death metal scene. Regurgitation. We put mm-hmm. our, we put our out that one uh, Tales of Necrophilia out twenty five years ago, and dude, that album has sold over ten thousand copies. And like, what's funny is that we don't even practice. We just play two or three shows a year, and it's headlining like big festivals, making good money because people want to hear that old shit. It's done, done the three sixty. Uh-huh. Everything is cyclical. Everything. Correct. Everything in 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 society, civilized, yep. developed society is cyclical. So. It's no different than a common business cycle, an inflation cycle. Of, yeah. It's all, everything comes back around. Well, and it's, Dude, I, I have a mullet. That's something that yeah, was cyclical, yeah. right? That, I, I had that same fucking haircut when I was, you know, eight, nine years old. In the 80s. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all, it's everything comes back around. So. And, I, and I dig it because that that's still showing you there's a shred of fucking humanity left in, in society, like you said. Because with all this AI shit, yeah, you can get a, a perfect mix at home in your fucking bedroom, but like... People's going to get sick of that. Just like losing the brick and mortar stores and all that. Mm-hmm. They're going to want the, Man, that cool shit that you used to do. Like I, going and renting movies. They want the lo-fi. And, <laughs> right, they I, want I, the lo-fi. I am 100% with you on this, Tony. Like I see, and I'm not going to call anybody out specifically, but like on TikTok, I see a lot of people that think they can sing that can't. Yeah. But they, and they, they, they can't play an instrument. But they create; they're creating these songs with computer-generated guitar, drum, bass, all this, and all this auto-tune and shit on their. Which auto-tune's been around forever, but right. all these different layers and shit that they're doing to their voice to make it sound like they're not fucking a goat. And I'm like, well, goat fucker, you're lying to people for one. Like, I'm glad yeah. you're making yourself feel How better. Do you know what it sounds like, to and fuck then a you goat, get, Kyler. huh? How do you know what it sounds like to fuck a goat? It's experience. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing says better than experience. A lot of it. So it's, <laughs> but I'll, I'll give them their props though. I mean, it's, I won't. You're cool. You're good with computers. Right. Like, and I'm not going to give them their props because it, it just drives me nuts because I know for a fact I can't fucking sing. So I'd be damned if I'm going to go make it seem like I can because it's a lie. Well, it, we can't podcast either. No, no, we're terrible. <laughs> yeah. no, or Mike Place. Yeah. Or Mike, yeah. 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 But or it, Mike it's, like, it's like the South Park episode with Lordy. You know what I mean? Stan's oh. dad. Oh, no, no, no. I am Lordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I love that episode. It's fucking great, ain't it, dude? <laughs> He's in there on Pro Tools. Yeah, it's the yeah. best. Yeah, I just record yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on, on my phone with GarageBand, and then I come in here, and I do this, and I had to, and then it just, like, he ends yeah. up sounding like a chick. It <laughs> sounds, sounds like what, you know, what he's saying, you know, yeah. about the AI shit, but, uh. Yeah, yep. it's. I've been fortunate, man. I, I, I was raised and I've seen all this stuff kind of come mm-hmm. to what it is. And it's like I'll be honest with you. I know I sound like a fucking a boomer or whatever it is, but man, it was better 
back when, mm. you know, you had to work for it, you know? Yeah. Like your recordings didn't have all that shit to fix, and, you know, it was just fucking, it was a lot more intense. You couldn't edit the track quite like you can now. No. You actually had to get a good take. Yeah, get it. Yeah, or cut tape, or and and no engineer <laughs> wanted to cut fucking tape if they had to no. avoid it. You so know you what I mean? Be on your shit. Yeah, I seen you a know? video of that shit when I was going through school. I was going through like a pro tool cutting class. and splicing tape, and I yes, seen a video dude. of them doing that, and I was like, they did this for all the edits. I'm like, that had, I I, I I'm talking to the instructor through a little chat, and I'm like, how long did this normally take? He's like, dude, it could take days. Mm-hmm. Just to just to cut tape and edit. I'm like now bands can get in and record a oh, yeah. ten song album in a month. Oh, a less than days. that. No, 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 like like <laughs> start to finish. I mean mixed, mm-hmm. edited, ready to drop it. Oh, I've, I've been oh, yeah. I've been known to to do a ten song album it, it, depending on the edits in a week. A huge penis. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just. <laughs> I knew the reason I pulled that one out. No, no pun intended. No, no, no. It's because I knew he had a mouthful of fucking water and he was gonna lose it. Yeah, so. we're absolutely <laughs> massive penis, Tony Tipton. Yes. Well, it's uh, it depends on the complexity too. You know what I mean? But uh, right. But yeah, if, if a band's is ready to go and, and there's no revisions or nothing, I mean, I have I have done a ten song album in a week before. Like from start, start to finish. finish yeah. Now that wasn't tracking everything. It was tracking drums, and then everybody tracked guitars. And we did do vocals at the studio, but they sent me all the files, and it was a week. So we basically cut drums to click tracks, and then within that week, while we was cutting the drums and the vocals and everything, they was doing their stuff. Like the whole band wasn't even there. Yeah, they was sending me the stuff as they tracked it. We was kind of going back and forth, and uh, but you did all the mixing and mastering. Yeah, all, all the that, editing yeah. and and all that stuff. Yeah track the drums and yeah that's a lot to do and but i mean it's just yeah. it's tech technology I yeah mean, that's and just what that, it yeah. comes down to yeah going back to you that know? it really does but I mean, like how these guys are retor- retorted recorded no return in here yeah i mean and it sounds great it's oh can i say this over the air hmm. it sounds better than the last album i mean you can say I whatever think it you does. want bro i think it does. i mean <laughs> they did a whole album in a studio and a single that they recorded in the in the sanctuary sounds better than yeah. Now we had we did record the drums and and whatnot in the studio he had. Okay. Um you didn't like do a lot to those drums, did you? You talking about the second song that that No Return. No Return. The last one that last you single. did for us. Yeah. Oh. Where no. we recorded up in Courthouse Fitness. What do you mean like do a lot? Like like you, you didn't have to do like the triggers or anything no. like that. It, like the the recording that no, we it hear was, li- was the actual. It was drums. live drums. Yeah, there was live drums. Now there there is a, a trigger blended on the kick, just for attack, but that's pre- that's pretty yeah. standard. But his his real kicks will still blend it in there. But all the rest of the drums was natural. That sounded pretty. Yeah, they sounded good. They turned out good. I like it. So I'm gonna shift yeah. gears on you just a touch. Yeah, I'm gonna take you take you back a little bit because this is just as a yeah. We seem like we kind of <laughs> we, we do we, we bounce, bro. We bounce. Um, because if we don't, Chris will find us. Um, <laughs> when you think back to you, you mentioned Metallica. One of my favorite things to ask guests, especially fellow musicians, is their influences and what really kind of shaped who they are musically today. Uh, so you saw Preston fist bump when you said Metallica because that was that was us right. That's what oh, yeah. got us started was those first four Metallica albums and 
Um, and this is, you know, 20 I'd years later. I'd be in the NBA right now if it wasn't for Metallica. I'd, I wouldn't have quit playing ball. <laughs> See what I mean? How the guitar just, guitar just, no, but I, it takes you over, man. I'm the white monkey bogues, bro. Yeah. It, no, so I can agree, I, and I relate because that's the same thing happened to me. Yeah, man. So I'm just curious. I mean, obviously you mentioned them, but just musicians in general, like guitar players, like who were some of your biggest influences in style? Probably uh, Andy LaRock. Uh, you guys probably don't know who that is. I don't. Mm-mm. He plays uh, guitar for King Diamond. Oh, okay. you've heard of King Diamond? Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah he's he's always and, fucking. Yeah. He's always had the best guitar play, like the best musicians. Period. I mean, all of his bands, like even through, I don't even know how many fucking albums he's got. I've been a fan ever since I was, you know, nine, ten years old. But man, they these guys, like he paints his fucking face. Like you've seen him, right? Mm-hmm. White, isn't it? Well, yeah, white, white and all fucked up looking, and yep. he's got these sideburns. Like he's just a weird looking dude. But all of his bands look like they stepped off a sunstrip uh, strip in the eighties. You know, mm. the fucking hairspray and yeah, the BC Rich guitars and the spandex oh, and shit. Yeah, but man, they fucking just shredded. They did. And Andy LaRock did it for me, man. Him, um, Malmsteen was a Kingve Malmsteen. Kingve, yep. he was killer. You know, uh, he was one I looked up. Marty Friedman was another one. Yep. You know, and then I started getting into like the shredder guy, the shrapnel guys. You guys probably don't know too much about that. But no, I don't. Back when I was growing up, they always had a uh, back in all the, the the guitar magazines and shit. They always had advertisements. There was a, a record label called Shrapnel, and he just specialized in shredder guitars. So it was like instrumental albums of just, hey, look how good I am type shit. You know, Richie Kotzen, you know, Marty Freeman, Jason Becker. That's why I started getting into that shit and really started getting into shredding. So, then Buckethead, guys, Steve Vai. Not yeah. so much Buckethead. I mean, he's got his own thing. I'll give him that. But it's like, if right. I can't listen to it, and you know. He's he's different. And Vi's the same way. I love Vi, but yep. I, I can't Again, listen different. to an album. I just can't. I, yeah. Any of that shit. Were you a Satchel fan? Sat, no, never was. No. Okay. Satchel? No. Like from oh, Satchel? Yeah, Satchel, oh. yeah, yeah. But not, not Satchel. Yeah. Satchel-ioni. Yeah, Satchel's killer. But, uh. Richie Sambora. He yeah. Underrated as hell. He I is, think I dropped that. Is. I dropped that in our group chat like a couple weeks ago. Richie Sambora from uh Bon Jovi, I think, is yeah. one of the most yep. underrated. Because yeah, everybody man. knows like if you think back talked to talked about it on an episode recently. Are you sure? Maybe I did. I don't it blends together. Yeah, it does. Because <clears throat> everybody yeah. knows George Lynch, right? Like yeah. and mm-hmm. Warren D. Martino. Like there were certain guitars from the the hair metal scene that were <laughs> actually like Really good, really good. Bunch of them, yeah. So Bunch like of them. Warren and the, the, everybody knows those, but like I don't. I feel like a lot of people don't think about Richie Sambora because Bon Jovi was the band. Yeah. So like it's I, I always want to throw his name out there. Jakey Lee from Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, there's a lot of those guys that. Yeah, a lot of them dudes got tucked away in that scene. You know what I mean? Just because they was in a band where the front man was the pretty. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. They all look yeah. like fucking chicks man you yep. know but like some of them dudes could really shred like the guy in, in shotgun messiah jesus christ no, I, no, cody, no point i can't remember his there. last name but or harry cody that's his name his last name is cody that that dude holy shit man no the dudes in rocks gang i mean candy ass hairspray band but when they played leads it was just like where the fuck did that come from yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was out of place almost yeah there was yeah. there was a lot that a lot of guitarists from that era, in my opinion, they get overlooked because of the scene they were in. Right. And nine times out of ten, the the front man was the whole band, and 
they don't get talked about. I mean, Jesus Christ, every fucking hair metal band was that way. White Snake Crew, they really Brad, was. They were, I mean, Stephen Piercy, yeah. David Covered, all those yeah. guys were the were the band. So nobody's paying yeah. attention to. Now they were getting equal amounts of pussy, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but <laughs> <coughs> except for bass players, except for Freddie Mercury. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get shit. Glenn Frick. Nobody caught my Freddie Mercury joke. That's unfortunate. <laughs> he had giant horse teeth and like dudes, which is cool. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it killed him, but that's cool. Did kill him. Did Did kill him. Teach their own, even if it is a bone. (laughs) (laughs) Crispy. So, I'm going to ask you another, I'm going to ask you another personal question. Not like, just like personal preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you you, you go from what you're playing, right? You're you're doing death metal. Then Johnny Lawless is like, man, I don't even know what the Southern rock, is that an insult to call it Southern rock? Because it's way groovier. I don't don't know. What, What do you classify Lawless as? Honestly, man, I just a rock band. I, I just listen to what people kind of categorize it as, because I, for me, it's hard, hard to, hard to pinpoint. I'm like you; it's just like, like the new album. It's we're almost done. We we just finished track. Vocals are done as of yesterday. Yeah, Hell and yeah. um, you don't stop. No, man, I don't stop. And it's uh, there's parts that sound like southern rock. And there's parts that sound like you know, kind of older country, so. maybe. Okay. Then there's parts that kind of have a, I don't know, like a rock flair to it. Mm-hmm. You know, Appreciate it's you. it's all over the place. Makes it unique. Um, so, yeah. What is your favorite like band or or genre of of music? Metal, metal or like uh, the 80s hair metal shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Just cuz of the guitars, man, you know. Yeah. It's anything guitar like one of my favorite metal bands is Archspire. I mean, the whole band is insane, but the guitar work is just mind-melting, you know, and Black Dahlia Murder just I just like good bands that, you know, write good songs and that's that's a lost art it seems like in 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 the metal death, yeah. death metal scene you know a lot of the you know there's a lot of really good bands but i i think bands kind of tend to forget about just putting together a good song you know like back in the 90s the older death metal scene where you had like obituary deicide cannibal corpse you know mayhem yeah death and all those bands mm. you know like dude it, death was yeah legit, though the songs just was the way things were. Songs that's were like the written. only death metal band that I was like actually into. I really yeah. like the '90s death metal scene. Yeah, the structuring like, and shit was. Just... Except Cannibal Corpse, I think they're a joke. Really? No. Here's my problem, and, and I'm not. I'm not gonna attack your no, opinion no. at all. I never understood death metal. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna talk about fucking dead babies. Yeah. Or like, hey, it's... I, I just, what is that doing for you? Like, do people? I, I just really struggled with that because it felt like, wow, these songs have zero literal meaning at all, and it's just like a, it's a, it's theater, it's theatrical, it's and it's a performance, it's a, and that's fine, but yeah. like I just never kind of I would get into it, arguments with people on social media where they're like, oh my god, death metal so much better than metalcore. I'm like, why? Uh, and it, I, just because you, you mentioned good songwriting and, and right. songs that have meaning or are there for a reason. And I just felt like there was so few death metal bands that actually did that there for was. me personally. It, but if you, you got to look at it like, like cannibal corpse, the only thing I can compare that to is, is, is watching a slasher flick. Yeah. They, you know what I mean? It's, they're it's the same difference, so to speak. Ice nine kills. They're the same yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but, but uh, yeah, it's for me, I just, that's when I was growing up, you know, albums like Tomb of the Mutilated, Butcher to Birth, like the riffing on that shit was just, man, the, the structure, the way that it was barbaric. It was ahead of its time. You know, you didn't hear nobody playing fucking drums like mm. Paul Mazurkiewicz was back on those albums. You yeah. Know? 
And then Deicide was the same way. The Satanic, the Satan shit, I don't fucking understand. It's, but it's whatever, you know. But they just the riffs and shit was killer. I didn't give a fuck what they were saying. I, yeah. Even though you couldn't understand it, I still didn't care. That's how I got to a point with metalcore. Like, when I first got into, like, screaming Yeah. in metal, it was like, I don't know what they're saying, and I don't <laughs> care because I feel something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that's the musician in you. It's just, yeah. you can feel it. Even ever since I was young playing guitar, I could always feel timing, or I could always feel things a certain way. And it's like if it grabs me, it ain't got to be good vocals or anything, or it could be good good vocals. It's just a groove, or, just something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I I would have thought that growing up being such an old school thrash metal fan that I would have easily transitioned to death metal, and I didn't. Yeah, I fell in love with the melodic hair metal, and death metal has absolutely zero. Of that, the 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 just vibey feel, that kind of thing that I was getting from some of that hair right. metal, and there was some stuff in the '90s that did that. I mean, like Candlebox and Soundgarden. Like, there's just some of those bands that had some of that vibey shit. And then I start getting into a little tiny bit of new metal because I missed the metal scene. And right. then out of left field, here comes metalcore, and I'm like, <gasps> what is this wonderful thing that has saved my life? Yeah, you know. And I just never could to. Dive head first into the death metal thing. It just and it's not everybody's because it was just yeah. like, wow, this is a bunch of triples. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, but, but that's that's, <laughs> that's crazy though with like the metal core because I like the metal core because you hear that a lot, too. just a lot yeah. of breakdowns. But I'm a fan of both, yeah. But, but you know, but a lot of them because dude, 2008 was a fucking terrible year for, for death core, in my opinion. All them bands with the fucking swoop hair, you know, what I'm talking about the black swoop mm. fucking hair and. Oh, you're talking about crab, crab core. core. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Or crab oh, core, yeah. Shit yeah. like that, oh, yeah. 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 They all had, you know, the, the, the fucking... Just ...type shit, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, yeah. I, I heard core. that on the last five fucking bands, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get that. Like, crab core was a flash in the pan. It was. But, I mean, but also, was. you know, that's... It's one of them things where it's like... Out of a hundred bands, you might... There might be ten of them that I, that catches my ear, like, within mm -hmm. the ruins. That's... When they uh -huh. started blowing up, they're fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. White, you know, the old White Chapel. Old White Chapel. Man, yeah. that, dude, This Is Exile is a fucking, that's in my top five. Yeah, I I, I did love Suicide Silence with Mitch. Um, I think everybody did. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't like him. What's his name, dude from All Shall Perish? That's singing. Uh, Who? The guy from that took his place from All Shall Perish. What's, oh, fuck. I, I don't I'll like him you, I'll him. get you real quick. Is yeah. he still with him now? Yeah, he's still with him. I thought so. I'll get you real quick. So we'll see this is why we got the got the iPad for fucking. <laughs> did you uh did you ever get into like hardcore at all? I like hate breed and then um Madball's pretty cool. Yeah, just a few few things here and there, not a whole lot. There's a lot of shit like Cro-Mags and all that that I don't fucking I can't get into. Yeah, because we're did we're big fans of like Norma Jean and then you got like uh Herman Hermida. Eddie Hermida. Bound, yeah. Boundaries. I don't know if you've heard of them. Never heard of them. They're pretty dope. But I have heard of Norman. See, that, that shit to me sounds like old Dillinger's escape plan. Yeah. I wouldn't really call that hardcore. I'd call that like, what they call that, mathcore back in the day? No. No, that wouldn't be mathcore. Math math like hardcore, what, what, I, what I hear is hardcore is like Structure shit that was rage. like somewhat just punk music that was just right. heavy as fuck. Yeah, like Hatebreed. Yeah. That's yeah. 
where these where they they fucking scream a positive message. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm curious in regards to hardcore. Did did hardcore to you feel like it was way more like all over the place compared to something like death metal? What got me was I didn't like I didn't I don't like punk that much and okay. I didn't, I didn't like the punk aspect of it and I always thought the recording sounded like shit yeah and dude, the ripping yeah. was just you so, and me Tony yeah. we're brothers man hardcore fucking sucks yeah unless you're the, 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 the fucking you Norma Jean the Love fucking the riffing man word. like like the riffing would just sound so so uh, I don't know adolescent I you know it was yeah. just I, was, I don't uh-huh. know. It just didn't do much for me, man. And it sounded like a big wall of sound. You yeah. couldn't pick one thing yeah, it away was terrible, from the other. Man. Yeah, dude, you and me, I brother. Love it. Like Ramones and Ramones and shit like that. It. I I'm I, I tried even like Oh, oh Yeah. Let's go. I mean, do I'm you not the I don't really get into like old punk like that? Well, did you guys ever you might not, you're still fairly younger, but like, do you ever listen to an album and just like I don't fucking get it? And then maybe ten years later you're like Man, let me go back to this and see what everybody's talking about. Yeah. And then you're like, no. And then five years later, you're like, man, I'm going to give this one third third spin. You know, I'm, I'm older. I'm different now. Mm-hmm. And it still sucks? Yeah. that's yeah. How, The the Gorgasm album, um, Obscura, you guys probably. No, brother, Dude, that's no idea. That fucking album came out, I want to say <clears throat> it was in the 90s sometime. And everybody went ape shit over it. Yeah. Which, Death metal, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. really. Really technical. I mean, it was different for its time. It was ahead of its time. It had killer musicians in the band. I mean, everybody was like a was like a fucking phenom at what they played. And uh, the only thing I liked about it was that it kind of put Mesa Boogie dual rectifiers on the map yeah. for, for death metal bands. Yeah. For it's death like metal bands. they spent what some money on their before? fucking gear. You know, well, a lot of bands back then was just. Whatever they could get. Okay. Great, baby. Okay. And dude, Great, yeah. Butcher, Great, hey, yeah. Tomb of the Mutilated and Butcher to Birth is recorded with crates, and it, yeah. that guitar tone is crushing. I throw, I throw some hmm. speck on some crate. Oh, dude, I want, you will never yeah. hear me hating on a crate. No way, man. Crates no, done a lot in the scene that people don't know about. But, but they's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> they's cheap. But, you know, I, 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 I was like, I don't fucking get this. And then later on, years went by, and everyone's just like, oh, man, that, that album's fucking my, one of my top five. And I'm like, all right, well. I'm a little older, got some grays. Let's check it out. Yeah. This is fucking terrible. Not yeah. even two minutes into the first song, you know? I, so that it just goes back to this the whole thought. Of, just like I had mentioned about how I, how I feel about death metal versus how you feel about it. Yeah. Music is so subjective, man. It it's is. so subjective. It really and is. It's, for example, there, there's, you know, you mentioned people saying that album was in their top five, and you're like, bro, I don't even like it, let alone that much. No. And there's stuff like that for me that people, albums that people will rave about. And I'm like, I just do not get it. And it's it's all personal taste. And even if you're trying to stay within a genre, you know, you're a big death metal fan. Here's an album that so many people are just obsessed, obsessed with and think is fantastic. And you're and you're like, mm, I don't yeah, know about I, all that. Yeah. It's a wild concept. But I, but I won't sugarcoat nobody. If they ask me, I'll just be like, yeah, it's fucking... I yeah. Just don't, oh, you should see our group chat. We'll get fucking get arguments it, about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's good, though. You know what I mean? It's That's a variety. That's opinions. a different opinion. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to... Everybody don't want to be on the same fucking playing field, dude. That'd be pretty sterile. It'd be boring. Like you said, yeah. there wouldn't be all this. I mean, hell, yeah. just three of us. I mean, him and I are pretty similar. We differ in some areas, but Tyler's kind of... Out Tyler here in left field, but he he'll run to center sometimes. Yeah, well, his musical taste is 
I've always thought was kind of odd, considering he's what odd he grew guy. up around. Yeah, he's an odd fella. Yeah, he, he grew up around, you know, me and his dad and everybody. And it was just like the stuff he listens to or plays is the last thing that I thought. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Breaking Benjamin, you know, Deftones and shit like that. Like, we never jammed none of that shit around him. I'm right. talking about in diapers. You know, he was around living room being full of gear and just guitars everywhere, 24-7. And it's like... Where did we go wrong? Yeah, where did we fuck up? You know. <laughs> no, so did you kidding. did you truly expect someone like him, especially in his situation, to be into more hair metal shreddy shit growing up? And no, no. I mean, uh, he was little when all that stuff was going yeah. on. You know, he kind of he. I think maybe he'd been in high school where he just got started meeting other musicians, yep. kind of like everyone yep. does, find their own way musically. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? Start playing and getting to know other musicians, introduced yeah, to so... other shit. Playing the stuff Dad had me playing, I liked it, and it was cool to, you know, like you, the the guitar just came easy to me. Yeah. Uh, when I was young, like it, it was, Dad was was showing me Little Wing solo. I had been playing music for like three months, and <laughs> I fucking ripped that solo, the Skid Row version. Yeah. And it, I mean that was a pretty good version, by the way. It was. They, they did um, a great job on that. But I was doing that like three, four months into into playing music, and Dad was making me write songs because I was in trouble for watching porn and shit. BDS, so, baby. BDS. Uh, Shout out season one, baby. <laughs> so, you know, playing that kind of music, like I enjoyed it, and it was cool that I could do it. But that was all it was for me. I just thought it was cool that I could do it, and I was good at it, and mm-hmm. it came easy to me. It wasn't until I got with Sean and started listening to music he was messing with that I found a love for music. Yeah. And that was like grunge, hard rock. Did it almost alternative feel... stuff like that because that's the stuff that connected with me um more like on a deeper level. Like that's the kind of stuff I connected with, not the did it feel like that stuff was kind of forced on you when you was learning that? Kind of. And that, that um, takes the takes the joy out of it. There was there was that, but like a lot of that music just had no fucking meaning to it whatsoever. Yeah, it was about and getting, getting pussy and <clears throat> partying, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Which when, was cool. When but, I was yeah. a teenager, like I wasn't a very thrilled child. <laughs> so like I connected with the the darker shit. So much yeah. has changed. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a happy person. <laughs> You're a ginger. You have no soul. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say, yes. what do you have to live? <laughs> what do I have to live for? Fuck, man. God damn. But uh, yeah. Hey, at I mean, least you don't have a receding hairline like me. So like there was a, there was a period of time I stopped. I had stopped playing. Oh yeah. When I was younger, because I I started hanging out with guys that I was playing football with every day and we were fucking fighting each other every other day and we were trying to get laid all the time um (laughs) 60 percent of the time it worked every time bro yeah made with bits of real panther but uh 
But the break was nice, though, wasn't it? I mean, it, I've it taken was, breaks. It was before. nice, and then I started hanging out with Sean, I take breaks and that's too. when I got. Yeah. I'm on one right. I think the <laughs> best <laughs> thing. I, I think the best thing that I do for myself as a musician and as a guitar yeah, player this the other day. is accidentally taking a week off of playing. Yeah. And then that next week, I pick it up, and it feels like my mind is just racing yeah. with ideas. It's so weird to me. I, I think, picked up I maybe well, I picked up one of my guitars today for the first time in a week too. I'm just. Same way as Sam. Sometimes I just have you ever taken guys ever taken longer than that off? Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. I've taken have six you? months off. I did. I did almost two years once. Like when you say take it off, the, like the whole time not I was playing, playing once a week, maybe no, no none, no. zero, put it in the case and just forgetting. My, mine was I've at never least not six months, two weeks. Really? Yeah, six mine was, months. Six months, I think, is my is the longest. I don't know if it's the longest. It's the most recent one I remember, and it when. Uh, well, not terribly that long ago. It was when Walker was born. Yeah. So, I think the longest I took was damn near the whole fucking time I was in the military. No. Even, you were still playing. You and Sean, you talked about you and Sean doing the Skype thing, so. Yeah, so I played very rarely. Okay. It was like when I would come home on leave, I would get with Sean and Scotty. Or if it was just Sean, I'd get with him. It's like riding a bike, though. And then it really is. It is. I, Fuck uh, you guys. You don't like music enough. Bro. I'd probably, be, I'd probably be playing maybe once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime that I walk it. away from, like today, I picked it up for the first time in a week. Never felt like I just missed it. Being. I'm like, this is why yeah. I'm, I'm fine having those points from, like, get the fuck away from me. Like, I, I haven't listened to more than three songs I mean, well, I guess in the gym. That's the only time I've been listening right. to music in the past week. I'm all podcasts right now because I'm so burnt out. I haven't listened to the Spirit Box EP. haven't listened to the Silent Planet album. I'm just so burnt out that I, I get in the gym and all I do is click on Polaris, hit shuffle, work out, and just, turn it off, yeah. turn my podcasts on, and that's all I listen to that's all it. day. So, I, I did a I did a two-year break once, but, but I was burnt out because I just come off of um, – it was a bad three-week tour where we was uh, – the the promoter had us playing almost every single night. We started started off in Cleveland, then shot down, clear down through Texas and everything, then back up mm. everywhere else. And uh, was this with um, regurgitation? Regurgitation, yeah. I think it was three weeks. It's I can't remember. It was a, it was a while. We was gone for a while, but we was just crammed in this fucking little van, man. You know, five up, four of us, four of us, and then there was a dude, a merch guy we had with us. But uh, we just wasn't making any money, and it was fucking playing almost every night. And it was brutal, man. Then we came back, and um, I was just burnt, and then my daughter was just born. And, and I was like, I just don't want to do music right now. I don't mm -hmm. want to do anything anything like that. And, uh, man, it was, it was about two years before yeah. I went back to playing with anybody. But then I actually went back with them. Yeah. And then um, they was just uh, – I never practiced with them or nothing. They are just like – you want to come play this show? It's like, yeah, fuck it. And then that was pretty much started to fire. I just need, I just needed it, man. man. Yeah, I, I, it's so. good for me personally. It's good for me. Yeah, it's good it is. for me because when I, wh whether it's listening to music or playing it, when I come back, man, I'm, I'm. It's like yeah. I'm rediscovering it all for the first time. It's, it's, it's almost a high. You get to where it um, quits working. Yeah, you know what it, I mean. It's, it's just like it is. It's like a drug. Music is like a drug. Yeah. And, there comes a point where I hit my tolerance and I'm like, I am done for yeah. now. And I take a break, come back, and I feel like a new man every time. Yep. It's wild how that works. I wonder if it's like the, maybe it just becomes so routine and mundane 
Same and then when you else. same as anything else, I and think then you, you know you take best, a break. Yeah. You, you just kind of take can, a break for you know a week or two weeks or something yeah. like that. And, and everybody's different. You know. Now I I think it's kind of um I don't know for you guys, but I know for me it's it's one of those deals where it's like. How much of a pain in the ass is it to actually make this happen? And then I think that's where you get burnt, and then you take a week or two away from it, and then you're like, okay, I, I, I can I can tolerate it again. I'm the same way and, with I'm I'm I know I'm the only one sitting here that can say this or you know feels this way, but like it I'm the same way with video games. Yeah. So I get in swings where I play every night. I'm in a swing right now where I play every night, and and then I get in and weeks at a time where I won't play at all. Right. Right. And it's just, I get burnt out on it and I'm tired of it. And then something new comes out or something, whatever it might be. My old crew gets back together and wants to play and I'm back in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I, yeah, dude, like right now, I, OG <laughs> Fortnite's back. We're grinding. We're getting, we're, we're getting back to back. That's dubs all, all night kids long. talked about all weekend, bro. When OG Fortnite, it's cause your kids are experiencing it for the first time. Cause when it first came out, they were little. Oh yeah, they <laughs> they was like, Dad, it's the OG. Can we please get on our switches? And I'm like, the what? The what? Where? What's going on? They're like, Dad, Fortnite OG. It. it yeah. If our switches are updated, can we can we play? And I'm like, stop what you're doing. They were doing. juicing about it, aren't they? Let me play the fork knife. They're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're experiencing for the first time. Meanwhile, I'm teary eyed, sitting there thinking back to being broke as shit in 2017, playing it for the first time in my one bedroom, 500 square foot house I was living in, living the dream because me and the boys were getting dubs every night. Yeah, so nostalgic oh, for me. Man. But anyways, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. It's just, I think Good Preston said it best. With anything in life that you do on a consistent basis, working out, yeah. meal prep. Oh my fucking god, I am so tired of meal prepping. But anyways, I don't even want to hear it. It's yeah, I know. That's why I just consistent eat for once like a day. Four years. That's it. Do you really? You yeah, because I'm tired of doing all that shit. You meal prep one a day. You said I just eat <clears> once a day. It's usually like <throat> a lot of meat. I mean, I lift it. I lift it like five thirty in the morning. Oh, bro, and I'm um, lucky to be in the gym at eight. <clears> oh yeah, but I'll just go. I'll, I'll fast until you know, five, four or five, and then I'll just fucking eat as much as I can because of the program I'm on. But it's good food like, you know, chicken and rice. or So I'll make like fucking two servings of rice and like two or three chicken. You know, you just eat until you're stuffed because it's got to get you through. It doesn't sound very healthy. It is, dude. How many grams of protein are you getting in that one meal? You getting at least 200? (laughs) Shit, like tonight was probably, man, it was like four or five pieces of steak. Oh, it's damn. a lot, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so you're getting several hundred grams of protein. You're good. Uh, like, at least 100, 150 to maybe 200, 200. roughly. You need, at your size, at least Are you 2,500 no. calories a day to maintain. You need more like, than that? Probably more than that, even. And see, I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm losing weight, but I'm not losing size. Cause, uh, what's, probably because you're still lifting and taking in high protein. Well, that, and then my Do doctor put me on fucking... Do you have a protein shake fucking, throughout the day or anything, though? So nope. no calories at all. There's this dude I follow. That, that he's fitness pin is what he's called. He got trained by John Meadows from uh, Columbus. Oh, mm-hmm. That passed away, yeah. IFBB pro. A bunch of people around here know John personally. Mm-hmm. Had, him, had him on no, a... This dude fasts. He'll he'll fast for 24 hours. Yeah. Eat one eat one time a day, and he's fucking jacked. So all the lean guys that I, I, I follow, that's what they do. Well, when you're uh, older, it just works better for your body. Like, I can't... I used to do, you know, every two or three hours, and... But it got now to where it's just like if I eat that much, I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's like my just metabolism's changed, and the fasting's working for me to to cut weight slowly. So I'm not losing it too fast, but right. 
it's still progress, you know, and I feel so, better. So bringing it back a little bit music-wise, yeah. what are you listening to in the gym? Man, honestly, I've been the the, the newest dying phase. I know you're listening to some Backstreet Boys, dude. I see you. I oh, see yeah. you rocking. You see me dancing in the mirror. Oh, I see it. <laughs> you work out at Courthouse Fitness? Yeah. Dude? Now, the, the, the newest dying fetus, Ooh. that, so good, man. Never got into them. The, the production's fucking mint. You know, Mark Lewis produced it, which he's done Whitechapel. He's done, done okay. Fallujah. He's done, uh, he did, um, fuck was that? Bad Wolves. He did the Bad Wolves album. But, uh, yeah, the, the production's clean as a bell. You can hear a fucking gnat fart in the corner of the room on that, on that album. <laughs> and the material's just, it's a banger start to finish. You know, it's all killer, no filler. Yeah. All killer, no yeah that's going on a t-shirt yeah <laughs> all killer no filler it's just it it, it dropped a few weeks Jeffrey back Donald. dude and i haven't listened you to anything else off? no way that's yep. cool to see I'm just repeat that's what i do yep. give it to me yeah i just, just click on polaris and hit shuffle because yeah. it's i know that every single song is a banger so i don't yeah have then to banger about, albums are the best i don't ones, have to worry man, about you know? something coming on that's gonna no i just on the artist page bro hit shuffle whole discography give it all to me it's yeah. all gonna keep me going you, you yeah. do apple music yeah smart man, man. Good yes, man. sir. Whole yeah, family does. I don't believe there's Spotify a reason here. I liked you. Shout out to our oh, Spotify listeners. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't do Spotify. It's Me neither. Just, I think I, it might just be an IQ issue, but... Uh, my wife does. She uses... She used your wife's to use, a doctor. Okay, so um, there we go. <laughs> no, but seriously, I IQ messed issue. with it over the weekend when we were driving down south, and it actually wasn't like as bad to wasn't navigate terrible? as I thought. It Man, wasn't as bad. Last time I used it, which I was pricking around with it when we started this podcast back in March, and I I was immediately like, "How does anybody use this?" Yeah, I've don't it have commercials or some shit. Unless uh, you pay for I it, I think you got to oh, pay for it. So if you, you pay for it, you can get rid of them. Which mm -hmm. Apple Music, you just got to pay for it to begin with. Which is right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's you no know, using that unless you pay for it. Take my money. Take my money. Yeah, I, but it's killer the, though because Spotify's like, like a cult, bro. The people that use Spotify, they're oh like, yeah, they like Apple Music shame. <laughs> like, it's, it's the whole Android versus Apple. Yeah. Fucking okay, does anybody war. really? Yeah, there are people out there that still. <laughs> I have some colleagues that have Android phones, and I'm like, what? But you're some of the smartest people in this company, and you're using an Android. What are we doing? What That's are we just doing? Uh, like a doctor hack waiting name. to happen, you know? Yeah, okay. Android. <laughs> <laughs> They're emojis, bro. <laughs> or when a you know, or when Your a venue fucking hands me a, an Android tablet to mix on, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like. What the fuck Why are you hating me? This one, iPads this fucking exist, dinosaur, bro. man. They're gonna, they're gonna break into my bank fuck, account. Fucking Tony, how dare you? Like fucking happy asking. <laughs> well, it's from Family Guy. It's like fucking. Dude, you give know, me your parents' credit card information. Yeah, you, you fucking you, peasant. Uh, give me a real fucking tablet. Yeah, well, you get if you're used to Apple, and then you jump oh, onto an Android. Dude, it is horrible. I just want to snap Why are you it over your me knee. This Samsung poverty tablet. I can't fucking. <laughs> do I can't it. navigate it. No, so no, it's like confusing. it's just fucking. Like I worked but for I a phone store, like, and I had to figure out Androids just to be able to fucking help people. I when don't I, mind I like myself. Microsoft computers. No, I don't either. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, I have one of each. I have a Microsoft based computer, and I have a Mac MacBook, and I can navigate both just yeah. fine because the Mac's just like your phone. And then a computer, it doesn't even feel like, my Mac doesn't feel like a computer. It just feels like a big iPad. Like, yeah, big tablet. Big yeah. tablet is what it feels like. And then my computer is, my computer runs off Windows. Yeah. It's, you know, that's what I think of when I think of a computer. Mm -hmm. And I don't have an issue with it. But the the Android phone thing, dude, that's. Yeah, cool. and, and the tablets. Like, uh, that's just, I don't know, man. To me, it's like, this is the most asinine way of thinking. 
I, I'm not I, trying, can't I, I don't like monopolies, but listen, there's one phone company out there. Okay? <laughs> there's, one, there's one. All right. Steve Jobs died for our sins, so we can have the iPhone. Okay. Although they don't come with headphones no more. Fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. You remember that back in the day, yeah, bud? Yeah, man. You knew, knew it's time to get a new new phone when the headphones when started. Headphones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dicking with the cord. Oh yeah, come I've been on, using. We've been using iPhones since fucking 2008. 2008. Yeah. 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 Now. I wasn't allowed to have one until, I, until like 2012. I had my first <laughs> iPhone my freshman year of college. So I was I still started, rocking like rumors and razors. I started with razor. Android. Oh, yeah, razors. I started with Android, and then after I got that I started MacBook. with Nextel, bro. <laughs> yeah, I had a Nextel. Okay. I yeah. started with Nextel. I had I, Nextel for years. I remember the rumor phones. The I had slide. a rumor, yeah. and then there was another one called a rant. That was like, it was like the redheaded stepchild of the rumor. <laughs> it, I think Hannah Gurton had one. <laughs> Why do I remember that? I don't know. Anyway, um, so this somehow let's get, let's get back, back to music too. somehow. Um, <laughs> How do we? What do you? Uh, uh, what do you? No, 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 in shit. It doesn't have to be just a goddamn. What, what, music no, show. what's the hype about? What's all the hype about a Mesa Dual Rec? I've never played one, but they've always sounded muddy to me. Oh man, and then, uh, like they sound good. <clears throat> Maybe it's just not the sound I've always preferred. I don't know. In a band setting, those fucking things will cut through anything. Like, you're going to hear every single note the person plays. They're, they're truth-telling amps. They're just like any tube amp, you know. <clears throat> it depends what you run with. But a mess of boogie, like, by itself, a bone stock one, I mean, the bass the base to work with is f- phenomenal. You go adding other shit to it, like tube screamers yeah. or, you know. Then they really come to life, you know, and then paired with the right cabinet, you know, you get some mm-hmm. interesting sounding stuff. But I mean, they're just such a fucking workhorse amp, man. Powerful, mm-hmm. just loud, and they just cut through, man. They they cut through a mix really easy. But by themselves, sometimes they do sound pretty. I've always thought, it, bad. from what I've but, heard, and I get into YouTube land, and guys will do dual rec videos, and I'm like, I don't understand it. Check check out you, you watch uh, Ola. Yeah. Oh yeah. His, his, and I'd listen to him play through a mess, yeah, and I'm like, oh, they okay. sound good, dude. But then I'll watch somebody else, and there'll be a trend of like this mud that I'm hearing. I'm like, but that's the beauty of those amps is that you know every each the three of us could play it, and it's going to sound different. We're going to yeah. set them up different. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. really those amps are so versatile. They're they're very, three channels, like you know the triple rec's got three channels, and yeah. I mean, I I had a uh, triple rec for a while in the studio, and it was just. It was kind of useless because we would fucking crank it up and it would you'd be hearing it out of the ISO booth and it was just yeah, so goddamn just 150 loud. watt tube amp. Oh my god! But it, you know we had to go use a hot plate with it, which is it's a Marshall, it's an attenuator. Okay. So you crank the amp up and you use the attenuator for the volume for the volume. Yep. So you can get those tubes where you want them. Yeah. You know heat that's watts. what I need for that 5150 attenuator. Yeah. I honestly need power break, that, Marshall power break. That I need that for this beast. motherfucker at our gigs. Really? Uh, I mean, somewhat. Because when I when I crank that damn thing, I, you know, I get that fucking tone that I want, and I'll have to, of course, we'll play or whatever, we'll do whatever, or check sound, and I'm like, oh, I gotta turn it down, crank it down. I gotta crank it down. And I'm like, oh, there's not as much punch anymore, you know? Yeah. So, all right, they're good amps, man. EVHs are awesome. Red. No, yeah, yeah, the dual recs are nice, man. I, I love the one. I'd I had. like to play through one. I wish I could take a week and just fucking gear 
gearhead out on a bunch yeah. of shit that I've always seen or heard of. You and me both, dude. Right in front of me. So, uh, speaking of gear, you have an interesting way that you do your mixing and mastering now. Would you care to, uh... Maybe he doesn't want to give away secrets, that. bro. Like, what do you mean, like, um... Cause, because most people where? would, like... You, you, you're dealing with recording and stuff. It's, you, you get your studio monitors, you get your space set up. And now, you know, as technology has advanced, you just got a fucking pair of headphones. Mm-hmm. Well, Slate it. VSXs, yeah. And that is still fucking crazy to me. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you looked into them very much, but, um, no, they're, they work with, uh, emulation software. So Back to the fucking AI bullshit. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. You know, T one thousand. But it's uh, <laughs> what they did was they figured out a way to make it sound like um like you go into into the plug in and you can pick which studio. Like they have right. the NRG studio, they got you know, various other studios, famous studios. They even got a section where you can sit in a two different cars, an SUV and a standard car. Cause you know, the, oh fuck, I don't remember you telling me about that. Yeah, the car test mix. You, you, you know, anybody recording? Okay, burn it. Let's go out to the let's car. Yeah, to you go. Yeah. You go listen to, yeah. to it in the car because that's where a lot of the time it'll fucking fall apart. In yeah, the car, man. man. Yeah, sound yeah. great in here, but but that's cool because you can toggle like uh, like in our, and somehow, like I said, they they got with the people that work in all these places and. It sounds identical, so it's like if you put them headphones on, you select NRG Studios, you sound like you're mixing in NRG Studios. Hey, it's it's funny that we bring that up because when I first started panning the audio on the podcast, I threw it out like real wide, <laughs> and then it got hey. in the car. And it was like, "Hey, Mike!" And it <laughs> over the passenger door. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> and then you got like two people that are like right in front of you and then yeah. like this guy's kind of off here and then that bye it was awesome <laughs> with headphones wasn't it <laughs> well i did yeah, it like... in here and on my monitors like it all like sounds like right here yep when i have it you know i i pan it out normally like 25 this way, 25 that way, maybe go to 30 if I got like five people on here. God, go 100 and use a stereo widener too. <laughs> <laughs> Make them sound like you're down the block. Like, <laughs> and here yeah. sounds like it's all right here, but then I get in the car, I'm like, this is nice, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I could spreads out a little bit. Yeah, yeah I'm just here, dude. It's interesting how the sound field is. Like like, like when that same plug-in, they, they did an update where there's an iPhone. And it sounds like you're listening to a fucking iPhone. It's insane. So all I do is just basically, I got another plug-in, Metric AB, which is you can import a song to mix with. And anything you do to your master won't affect that song, which is fucking, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. So, you know, those two right there, as far as getting things sonically correct, is what is what I use. How much is something like that? Slate VSX is 500 Comes with the headphones and the software. And you own it. It's not a rental. And then... Uh, it's not a subscription-based thing? Nope. And I then, mean, that sounds... Because, I mean, a, like a decent set of uh, studio monitors, 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. And these are... Dude, these these have made my mixes clean, And that's only for, like, up. a decent set of... Yeah. To get, like, the really nice ones. 
Oh yeah, mixing, like a set of Genelix or something. Yeah. <laughs> when you were mixing our most recent single, did is that how you did mm-hmm. it? No way. Yeah, okay. and I just I just bounce back and forth with those rooms with that A B that that metric with the, I'll pick mm-hmm. a song that I want that I like is kind of like how everything sits, and then I'll just uh, flip A B A and B back and forth, and I'll switch you know from the different studios to the cars, to the boombox, to the fucking nightclub when they got to the iPhone. You know, and then they got just different make sure sets. It of, sounds good on all of it. Yeah, or even you know, just just comparable. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I want it to have its own characteristics and its own sound, but but it's got to be able to hang with everything else out there. Yeah, and I think we we talked briefly on this show about you know mixing things to like your audience and the the platform they're going to be listening to it on and. Mm-hmm. I think it was after I had fucked up with the panning. Was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot that kind of cardinal rule there, and I think it's really cool that they can do that. I remember you yeah, talking about how you yeah. can go to the different studios. I don't remember you telling me you could do like the car, yeah, it's looking the at iPhone, I, all that kind of shit. I, I honestly, man, I, if I recommend you buy anything, it's that mm-hmm. over over a new set of monitors. Like, cause I, there's times where you know I can go out of town and I just take my Mac Mini with me and I got. The headphones, I can mix anywhere. It just sounds the same when I flip between Holy rooms. Holy shit, that's crazy! Mm. You can so, mix on a fucking airplane if you got you, you like you got a laptop. Like mm-hmm. you know, you're not like me that need an extra screen, but you know, you could just right there, and you got all them I fucking bet you rooms. Have to find a way to plug into the fucking screen on the back of the seat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Split screen, <laughs> edit and mix windows. Be like <laughs> tiny ass screen. Tony's yeah. like trying to. I got a 10-song album I got to get done yeah. by the time Lordy. we land. <laughs> but yeah, I say it's, yeah, if nothing else, just VSX, yeah. Mm. Spend the money on it, man. It's a game changer. So it's, it's, it's of the quality that you were obviously wanting and not oh, wanting yeah. to step below to, but then efficiency, I'm sure, it's helped there well, as well. It's it's honestly because to properly treat a room, it's expensive, mm-hmm. you know, for mastering and mixing. I mean, tracking's one thing. It's like you could be like, oh, man, this room's like this room here. This room sounds nice and tight. But if you, you know, you run an analyzer on it or you go to mix an album on it, you know, you're going to go out and it's going to sound different somewhere else because you got to learn the room. Yeah. Or you got to. Mixing in here is not. Right. Going to be perfect. Yeah. So you almost got to learn those curves. But with VSX, you know what I mean? They've already done all that homework and and there's multiple choices, different listening platforms. So it's, our generation loves multiple choice. Yeah, and your generation and mine too wants it now. No one wants yeah. to put in the yeah. time. Yep. And it's like like our studio in Dayton. You know, we're we're actually spending the money to have that room tuned. We still got some more building to How do. How much to it. is that nowadays? I don't know. It depends on the size and what you're wanting. Man, that but, shit's like. But it it's can a be nece- expensive. It's a necessity, though. You know, for for an actual studio like we got out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but honestly, I mix at home on those headphones with VSX. I just crazy to me. Yeah. Like my, like I, I work at home too for my job mm-hmm. like that, that setup, I, it's a hybrid. Like I got my Mac mini, but it's all ran into the same monitors as, as my work computer. So all I do is just basically sw- change my inputs on my screen and turn my Mac mini on. And then I'm mixing albums. Don't have to move nothing, change on it. On the clock. I in, in, inter, <laughs> no, I, I'm not on the clock. <laughs> no. I uh, I just in, integrated everything because my wife's like, you know, you only get this spot. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Because she works from home too. So she's okay. got, she's just set up in our bedroom. So I got this little tiny fucking spot in the, in the clear on the other end of the house. So I'm like, I got to find a way to make both of these work. And with the technology, like you said, it's, it's simple. No brainer, mm. man. That's crazy to me. I yep. have a question not related to producing music. It's a question that we ask all of our, all of our musician guests who have toured, played live music. And it's usually one Tyler asked, but I want to ask it for him because I thought of it before he did. <laughs> What oh, yes. was, what has been the best show you've ever played live? You use the word best however you want. And what's been the worst show you've ever played live? Again, oh, you, man. You, you choose worst. Some some people have gone something that happened with the venue or maybe they, they had a whoopsie, you know, fucked up. Yeah. Something or, the best would probably, I mean, there's been a lot of really good ones, man. But if I had to pick one... It would be when uh, I was with Brad and them once pure, mm-hmm. and we won that battle of the bands and, and got to open up the um, the Rockstar Mayhem tour. Mm. Yeah, you know, Marilyn Manson and Slayer and everybody's on. I you know, remember, they had the uh, fucking the main pavilion, and then they had the two sides, the Hot Topic stage and the Jaeger stage, where you had bands like Whitechapel or the Black Dahlia Murder or, you know, Within the Ruins, or what's some of the other bands that you guys like that... 2008 era crab yeah. core shit, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got to uh, we got to open that up, dude, and then uh that was fucking sweet. I don't know how many people was there, but it was as far as the eye could see, dude, and we just played well, the sound was good and you know, it was fucking awesome. And was, how old were you guys? I mean, Brad, uh, Brad and Jay were in high school, weren't they? No, they no. probably Brad was probably fresh out there cuz I mean, I was, that was 2008 probably, 2009 yeah. maybe. So I, you know, I was 30. Yeah. One something like that, but was that, that was the one where killer. you guys got like really drunk? Uh, we did that usually just about all of them. Because <laughs> I, I think I, I remember you telling me about this show once and you guys were all like nervous and so you started drinking. It may have been that one. I know we smoked a, smoked a lot of weed back <laughs> all the time. Oh, yeah. They all run together, you know what I mean? We had some, had some good times. But uh, as far as the worst, oh, fuck, dude. There's so many worse ones. I can't even define, like, they've all had some bad situations. And it's like, how do you pick which one's the worst out of the bad Just situations? Give us, give us the best stories. Yeah, well, there, there, us... there's always the typical one where, you you know, you don't get paid. Of oh, course. Oh, yeah. yeah. That happened to, you know, that happened, you know. Before. You got paid? <laughs> you got paid? <laughs> you get paid to play? See what I mean? Yeah. 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 We're the ones it. that have to pay. He's living it. Or, you know, shows where people's. At the last minute, one of the band members cancel, and then you still try to play it. Yeah. You know, or I'm trying to think of what was. None of it's been to the point where it's like, you know, I'm never doing this again. But sure. Yeah, there's been some shitty stuff happen at, you know, some of them. You, you, hell, we played Clear in Corpus Christi in a big-ass theater, and there might have been 10 people there. So it's like, mm. can you imagine being on stage in a theater with maybe 10 people? That After sucks. driving, fucking is that one you didn't get paid? <laughs> we got paid, yeah, but it wasn't much. Yeah, and I mean, was that just bad job out of the promoter? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was on a Sunday. Ah, so you know, there's there's that too. We just went to a Sunday concert. <laughs> now, it was a fucking blast. There, yeah, there, a different story, but there was one that was really fucked up that I played with Brad and him. Uh, I don't know what happened, but it was a, it was a on a what is that? Going towards Bloomingburg from Jeffersonville. 
734 or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever that is. Um, We got hired to play a fucking show. Big ass party out there. It was going great and everything. And uh, next thing you know, SWAT Jesus. comes out of the cornfields and shit. Holy Just starts shit. swarming everybody fucking... Man, you see people throwing bags of weed and shit. We're up there just playing, and it's like, next thing you know, they cut the power. And I'm up there playing, you know, and I'm like, fuck's wrong with my shit? And I turn around and look, and there's no lights or nothing. Everything's off. Yeah, the cops, like, cut our fucking power. And that's not good for a two-man. A two no, hell right. no. That's expensive. You know what I mean? Shit. Yeah. So we're like, what in the fuck's going on, man? And then apparently someone tipped them off that there was known drug dealers there or something. I, I don't know. So, Nothing like a sting at a metal show. Yeah, so, and then they told us basically get your shit and get out now, or you're getting arrested too. And we're like, well, we're just a band, so you know we had to load load stuff up, and then stuff got broke. Oh yeah, from, you know that was probably the worst one. That was yeah, that, that's a good crazy. That's, that's a good worst one, <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah, ask Brad about that next time you see him, man. It's that like, one, and then his dad told one about a big ass brawl that happened at a show. That those two yeah, right the there one stick where, out when he mind. broke his got his leg broke. Oh yeah, I was there. Yeah. For that one too, yeah, I was I wasn't playing. Man. I think I was just a spectator that night. Yep. Yeah. Those yeah. Are, the those sign, are two of the better ones. The sign. And your uncle got hit in the head with a brick or the rock. Yeah. Mm, I've heard that one. Yep. Uh. Those are those are always two things that I, I like to ask because it's only, everybody wants to talk about all the good stuff that's happened, but you know the the bad stuff's the funny stuff to talk about. Oh yeah, you know. The, the, and then there's always like the bad stuff where you got to kick people out of the band or, you know, or, or you get fired or something. You know what I mean? That's always the dark side of yep. it that no one talks about. Get fired on my day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know, or like, you know, you show up to practice and there's some other fucking guy there, you know, or, or whatever. You yeah, know? It's, it's like the school of rock. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, yeah. He shows up. He's like, who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. yeah. That you're going to start a new band. You're out, Dewey. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're out, Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, had enough of the stage dives, the solos. I had another question, and, and dipshit over here made me completely just <laughs> good. <laughs> gone. See ya. Oh, I know what it was. You you had touched briefly on um, new Johnny Lawless music. Yeah. Um. So what's when's that coming out? <sighs> this this episode will not drop until at, at least a month. Oh, it's going to be. So you got. We was talking when, about when, when people hear this. If it's coming out within four or five weeks, then you're good. You're not going to be exposing any secrets. Right. I we Terry w would like to have something out by New Year's Eve, but okay. I, I mean, we're if if we keep moving like we have been, then we're definitely on track. But you know, then you also got he's wanting to have physical copies. And you guys know how that shit goes. Yeah, that yeah, can take mm -hmm. however long, artwork or whatever. You know what I mean? It's a something can always tie it up. But um, optimistically speaking, if we went by his timeline, it, New Year's Eve, something like that, yeah. maybe first of the year. So, are you working on anything new with any other projects or recording uh, yourself? Not not recording for other people, like any of your uh, own stuff. No, not myself. Um, other than Johnny Lawless. That's that's the only thing that, that I'm working on currently. Yeah. When is the next scheduled <clears throat> Lawless show? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. No. Nope. Be it'll be 24. Yeah, we yeah. want to get the album done because uh, we we should have had it out by now, but life happens. And these guys know how that goes. I, yeah. You yeah. set an idea for when you want to have something done. I mean, how many new songs have, are y'all working on that 
you want want it done already or we have probably it just doesn't work like that eight fucking to eight to ten that we're working on i now. mean you got a whole album worth of new stuff of new stuff once if we finish all these these new songs fuck dude we're gonna have like i think 50 around 50 originals that's crazy <laughs> Good God. that's a big mark man that is dude there's there's a lot that have kind of just just been hanging poof. out they're gone. Well, how old? There's but, how many songs? I mean, Jesus Christ! There's no returns. Ten years old, isn't it? Ten or twelve. Ten or twelve years old. Yeah. End but, of me is even older. Yeah. Um, all the stuff off the first one. Most of it was written when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, minus trust issues, and um, sarcasm. We ended up finishing one day while i was on leave yeah but sarcasm got reworked a lot didn't it wasn't that the one music that... was we we had written the music before i left for the navy so i was still in high school but we we could never write lyrics for it we we never found what we wanted it wasn't until i was on leave one day and hung out with sean that we were like we're writing fucking lyrics to the song and we had our <laughs> energy drinks and we we stayed up it was hours and finally there was a line that I had written that set Sean off, and he sat in his little fucking chair and made me play the riff a million times for about twenty minutes, and then he uh, he had the song written. Yeah, it was Tony, crazy. what's the it's longest you've ever shelved a song? Mm. Like from when the idea first came came into your head to when it was done. I got an album right now that on my hard drive with me and another guy that's collabed and. Uh, it's been sitting since 2008. It's a full album. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. A whole-ass album just chilling out there. For... Are you uh, ever going to do anything with it? Yeah. Yeah? It's one of those things that um, we'll go hard, and then we'll leave it sit, and we'll come back a few years later. And then um, it's almost like life getting away is kind of a good thing because it's pretty pretty cool stuff. Hmm. Right. It's like if Black Dahlia Murder had a, had a fucking child with... Uh, like a crab core band, but then he also threw some arch spire in there. You know what yeah. I mean? There's some really technical stuff. Some real there's eight string stuff on there. Mm. Um, Bro, I mean an eight string is just man. like a seven string with one more string. Yeah, you know? one more lower <laughs> gauge. Yeah, but that, that's what an eight string and a nine string. Yeah, is basically you know just an eight string with with one just had with one. one more string. Theo Vaughn. It's gargly's, but it's gargly's. Yeah, but like fifteen it's, years. Wow. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm kind of curious what it's like playing bass because I know you played bass was, for other I was bands. Ask you. I know that you played drums for other bands, but at your core, you're a guitarist, right? And now you're playing bass. I'm going. I'm going to answer this honestly because we actually talked about this um, with Terry and him. Uh huh. I hate it. I fucking hate playing bass. There, I said it. <laughs> it <laughs> is the condom it, of the fucking it, band. It, it Nobody is, wants dude. to use it, but you got it is it. that. I mean, because I'm a guitar player. Right. And nothing against the instrument, and, and and a great bass player is few and far between. You know, for someone that plays it right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's gotten me up shit crick because I, I'm not trying to play guitar on it. I'm just playing bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, imagine this, guys. Johnny Laws had three guitars. 
Kind of like them old fucking Southern rock, you know? Yeah, what I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Skinner had like six of them motherfuckers. The ending solo to uh, yeah. Freebird. Yeah, you see, you see what I mean? It's like, look how fast you guys are like, ding. Because you and and uh, Jeremiah. Yeah. Jeremiah's no bitch yeah. on that guitar. Yeah, Jeremiah ain't no bitch. Right. He, can, he can shred, dude. Yeah, he can that fucking tell play, he's dude. He's got that gold top telly or whatever He, he got it rid is. of that already. Oh, that thing was sharp, Oh, dude. So, Terry's leather rumble. Yeah, y'all could rip that shit up. It's 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 kind of like me. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm kind of being selfish, but I'm like. But also, I'm thinking the capability that yeah. we could do by just do, you know what I mean. It, it kick it up a notch. If we know? take this four string guitar and add two more yeah. strings <laughs> <laughs> and get some other fucking guy, you know, to play the four string one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, uh, that's man. I don't know. I'm just like brainstorm. But I think that we're actually considering it. But we want to get this album done because right. we just haven't been that relevant in a long time. Yeah. So you it's, you don't find the joy. Well, I can imagine part of it too is that's that's pretty country. What, what you guys play? Some of them fucking songs outlaw, I don't like. Outlaw country. Yeah, some of them songs I do not like of the covers. So like the bass on those songs, I can imagine being fucking boring as hell. Yeah, I mean some of them. Some of them's got some cool lines. Like you know, there's a there's one song. I it's a Johnny Paycheck song. It's got it's got a slap bass in it. Oh no way! Yeah. And it's pretty fucking cool. But we don't play it very often. And I'm like, the one this song the, that I kind of like, man. Yeah. And they always kind of laugh because I'm like, this is the one that I actually like. You know, we don't fucking Fuck play you it. guys. And the track <laughs> is like, play this fucking dick fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nine, nine, and I so I, I'm like, guys, you're killing me, man. I'm over here going, you know, doom, 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 you know, yeah, kind of. But that's what it calls for, oh, you know what dude, I mean? And that's what, what was needed. But but the, the stuff that we... You might as well play it on a cello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that was written, you know what I mean? They had it written before I... I bet you I would have fun it. playing the shit that I write or for some of these Screaming Evidence songs. Well, yeah, it's, you got to keep it interesting, you know? And that's like the stuff I wrote for the album. It's like, it's not the typical... Doom, doom, you know? it's yeah, uh, that shit will make you kill yourself. Yeah. But sometimes it sounds really cool, on, depending on the riff, you know, the part. Sometimes I mean, it if makes, you have a Rickenbacker, yeah, right, everything the, yeah. sounds cool. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, what I would are you like playing? one on bass. Yeah, well, I was playing a Charvel till it got fucked up, but now I'm playing Jeremiah's bass. He's um he got it from Rod West. It's a I think it's a it's a cheapy, but it's got custom wound pickups or something like that in it. It sounds better than the Charvel did, huh? I guess uh, yeah, respect. Okay, so yeah, it's um. But uh, like I said, I, I'm trying to coax them into letting me switch, you know, and getting somebody else in there that that's actually that's their thing, and you know, so I can do my thing and see where it takes us. Because you know, I I like playing our stuff, but I, there's some of the covers I don't like. But I mean, it's nothing I haven't told them before, you know. Right. Well, they're going. I hear. figured. Oh, I, <laughs> I can imagine if they didn't expect <laughs> you to guys. be a little vocal about <laughs> disliking that shit. You guys fuck yeah. up. Your job yeah. will come down there and beat that fuck up. <laughs> well, they, 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 knew, <laughs> you know, they, they know you. Yeah, they know me. And I mean, it's uh, some of it's grown on me, but there's, there is some of it that I can't, I can't really get into at all. And I don't like playing it, you know. But, you know, if, if that's what the people want, you know. Hell, do we play that? We played a party um, for some... I won't throw any names out, but um, guy we went to school with, just some farmers, man, and that's all they wanted to hear was just yeah the covers, honky tonk. Yeah, they didn't kind of much care so much for our stuff, but like the the covers we do, they just kept Venmoing us money to keep playing. 
and then giving us cash. I mean, I think I walked away. What am I doing with my I walked life? away with seven hundred bucks myself that night. Jesus Christ! You're not playing country music in a Southern mm. Ohio farm. You'll, you'll, I mean, I, I can maybe get over some some doom. That's dum, that's what dum. I was meaning. Yeah, <laughs> I've never played somewhere where they just kept throwing money at you. Like they gave us fifteen hundred bucks just to come out and do it. Yeah, right off the rip. You, and then while we was there, play another half an hour here. You Ooh. were stripping, is what you were doing. Essentially, yeah. You were stripping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's so. what you're doing. You were yeah. whoring yourselves out through music. <laughs> yes. I mean, I might take my shirt off for 700 bucks. Yeah, damn. man. I mean, you've seen uh, the money that strippers make at high end strip clubs. I'm not a high end strippers, but. Well, gotta start gonna, somewhere. I'm done. Gotta start somewhere. And I'm not Goals. talking about the Tuesday nighters at Diamonds, okay? I'm talking about the Friday nighters at yeah, the Bellagio. They're making, they're making more than I do. <laughs> yeah, he don't mean the ones that's just stripping at the buffet. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Did somebody say chocolate? <laughs> God. Why are they selling? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Eunice. All right, I'm talking about Eunice. Eunice. And bullet wounds. <laughs> yeah. You remember, Cody Brown? You had a C-section. <laughs> she beat him with a belt. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna tell a quick story. My eight, I've been to strip club one time in my life. I am 28 years old. Am I 28? How are you? You're 28. I'm 28. All right. (laughs) I've been to a strip club one time in my life, and it was on my 18th birthday. And me and him, and I never went. You didn't, you weren't there. Oh, shit, I could have swore you were there. It was me, Mm -hmm. Caden, Cody Brown. Shit, I can't. There was a couple other dudes. We're like, oh, it's your 18th birthday. We're going to go to Diamonds. Oh, All shit. All right, cool, whatever. So, and Quentin, we go in We go in there, and I'm like, okay. And back, everybody's smoking in there. Like, Oh, yeah. They didn't give a shit, so the whole place smelled like cigarettes. And, I mean, it was it was like a Friday night, so the, most of the girls, they were, you know, A squad, whatever. And about 30 minutes into it, I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever done in my life. I'm, I'm, I'm giving someone, I'm giving someone money to get it this far away from my face and not be able to do it. Yeah. So I wasn't having a good time, but anyways, so we go to leave and one of our buddies is getting his last dance and he's drunker than shit. And he points at her stomach. She goes, he goes, man, you had a C-section, didn't you? <laughs> this this woman, she's like, she's like, oh yeah, and then like, she's like, let me have your belt, and he takes his belt <laughs> off. She throws him down on the stage, sits on the back of his head, and whips him with his belt. Bro. Oh, he should have kept that one to himself. <laughs> oh my, and the belt. Oh, bro, he's walking Beat out holding his, his ass. ass. He was walking out holding his ass like, oh. Oh God! Probably shouldn't have said something about her scar, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't think he should have. <laughs> I didn't mean to sidetrack us, but God, that story <laughs> fucking never gets old to me. That was the last, first and last time I've ever been to a fucking strip club. Dumbest establishment ever. So stupid. Yeah, they're different. But but anyways, I have one <laughs> final question for you, Tony. And then if yeah. these guys have anything else to ask you, I'm gonna let them have at it. But yeah. I got, before I forget it, I'm curious, what like if any other music genres do you listen to outside of rock or metal is there any other area where you like to dip your toe in you know as a change of pace or yeah yeah uh i, I like man a lot of the cool 80s 80s stuff that's not 
hair metal or any of that. There was a lot of cool shit never back gonna then. Never gonna give you up. Yeah. Never gonna let you. Dude, Everyone yeah. listens to you know shit that you listen to Whitney? when no one's around. Rick Whitney? Astley. What? Who? Rick Astley. Rick Astley. Yeah. yeah. Whitney Houston. Michael yeah. Jackson. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that stuff was cool. Were you know? Hall and Oates? The Outfield. Yeah. I love Hall and yeah. Oates. Hall and Oates were like that shit hits, man. You know, I thought they were good times. You know, then I might even dabble into like country once in a while, depending on you know. Um, I like I like Keith Urban. Love, Love Keith, Keith Urban. Urban. Killer guitar player. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. He shreds. So, I mean, I, I, I'll i venture off the path once in a while. We we die a lot of us. What, what, what kind of modern metal do you get into nowadays? Uh, Arch Spire. Yeah. They're one, they're one of I'd my favorite bands. i listen to them very briefly. Yeah. Them. Um, I'm trying to think of um, newer that, that hasn't already been out. No metalcore whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it's it, what, what do you define metalcore as? Like, it's turn. It's weird term. Nowadays, so basically, it, it is it's hardcore having sex with thrash metal and death metal is watching from the corner. <laughs> so like like. Like what? what, what I don't band, know. Metalcore like, um, nowadays. Well, the old ones were like Kill Switch and Bullet oh. and As I Lay Dying and Parkway okay. and yeah. yeah. I was into I was into all of them. Yeah. Okay. But newer ones are you yeah. know bands we talk about ad nauseum on this show make like them Make Them Suffer. Make Them Suffer closer to North Deathcore, Lane. I think. But yeah, Meth, yeah. Uh, make Them Suffer. Yeah, I remember almost, when you almost said Methcore. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was like <laughs> Love Methcore. Meth well, I I actually produced a band called Metharama. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, death metal. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's um. Make them suffer, yeah. I'm, they've been out for a while, ain't they? They've been doing yeah. it for 2008 or so. Yeah, they've yeah, been doing nine. it for a while. I don't know if it's been that long, but they've been really? doing it for a while. They just signed a Sharp Tone, so they're okay. they're with a big big label big now. Label. So independent, but the biggest, arguably, I would say the biggest. Um, I mean, UNFD is coming up really big too, but um, but no, some bands like that. I mean, if you you know, Death, I like Death Core. Mm-hmm. So like Dying Wish, Slaughter to Prevail. I like Slaughter to Prevail. Uh, Lorna Shore. See, I I like their Maleficent. I can never fucking say Maleficent. That. Yeah, Maleficium or whatever it is. I like that EP, but I don't like the, the new shit that everybody's just yeah freaking out. Ga ga ga. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't fucking... freak out about them. I think that that Slaughter to Prevail is better. Oh yeah, they're a killer um, band. Yeah, I really killer like. Band. I mean, because they're they're true deathcore to me. Because yeah. you get a lot of that metalcore like vibiness and some yeah, of the riffs. That it's bounce, not all, yeah, yeah. You get some bounce and some. Bro, nineteen eighty four is so bouncy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but it's this, it's that deep guttural, nasty fucking growl. So yeah, it's it's a good it's a good blend for me. Yeah, I like to dip my. T- you eat more fucking cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's so tempting. So t- I love cookies. <laughs> Grab a cookie, dog. Dude, I, 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 it's no, not man. the weekend, bro. I am no, not bro. cheat. I do not cheat on my diet on the weekend. Stop. Stop. You're not. I'm on. I, I'm not gonna do this on camera. Okay. I will. Uh, like, oh, look, bro, you could eat that whole box of cookies. Bro, I'm the only motherfucker you know that could gain weight on Naked and Afraid. You could eat that whole <laughs> box of cookies right there and lose weight. So suck it. Suck it. Okay. Mm, it's good for me. It's, it's good for you. You guys have anything else you want to run by Tony? I'm curious. Are, are we able to get in a little gear talk? We have point? like three or four times. Go ahead. Okay. Excuse me. Give me a second. My mouth's dry as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Great time to ask a question, dumbass. Yeah. Thought I was ready. Favorite amp of all time. 
Mm. Like just fifty one fifty block letters. Is it really? Yeah. The block the original. The I block still letter. never played an original block letter. I think mine's a version two or something. Yeah. Well that's a, yeah, that's that's probably number two. But uh yeah, the block letters, man, uh it's like a Mesa by itself. It's mm-hmm. it's just a really good foundation. Okay. But man, to me, it's like you run one of those through uh either a Marshall nineteen sixty four twelve cab or, you know, a Mesa boogie cab. Mm-hmm. Like a rectifier cab, yep, and a tube screamer in front. Man, you're you're fucking gold. I've never heard that combination. Those combinations sound bad on anything. Yeah, you know. So, do you think like boutique amps, like a, um, say a Fortin? Mm-hmm. I know they're like outrageous compared to, you know, say a well, I guess a Hughes and Kettner's boutique as well. Is it boutique or boutique? I I don't know. Potato, potato. Okay, um, you know. <laughs> A standard EVH line or yeah. a Mesa line, like, do you feel like a Fortin is so much better than something like a Dual Rec or a 5150 or... I, I wouldn't say better. I mean, I, I to me, it's a preference thing, you know. It depends okay. on the player and what they like. Because I don't think one any one is better than the other, Okay, quality-wise. Yeah. But, yeah, the Fortins, Fortins are more of a... Uh, they're kind of like uh, like an angle or something like that, to mm-hmm. where it's just it's got it's got its own sound and its own flavor, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's a desired sound and flavor. You know, those those kind of amps kind of sound closer to what you would get with like a fifty one fifty block later after you do a few things, you okay. know, with it. Okay. They're they're just mean amps and they have okay. just their own character. Yeah, I've always a weird thought I've always had, and I think. I had called Tyler about this a long time ago because it never made sense to me. Once I, I guess, became a gearhead and started trying to learn about all this shit, um, I buy a $2,000 fucking amp. Why do I got to put a tube screamer in front of it to sound like I want it to? Why? It's $2,000 fucking dollars. Why? Yeah. I've never understood that. As stupid as it sounds. It depends on what, like, like what kind of amp you're talking I don't know. Say, say I bought a fifty-one fifty. That's this great metal amp, and I, I haven't played an original block letter by itself. Um, but of course, you always see people boosting it with a tube screamer. Mm-hmm. If it's this amazing fucking amp, why has it got to have the fucking pedal added on? You know what I mean? I think it's one of those things where they they put it out. It was kind of based around <laughs> Eddie. Which Eddie Eddie was a big at the time when he I think he got with PV he was using Saldanos, yeah. Which they're another thing like that you know yep. you put yep. some things with them they sound phenomenal mm-hmm. and that's kind of where they do their own. The, I think if I'm not mistaken the Saldano was the original fifty one fifty yeah, right that's, okay. yeah that was based yeah they okay. kind of based everything on that. But um, I think a lot of these companies get them to to where they sound phenomenal, but they're so versatile, so you never really you can't really go into it as looking like. I'm going to buy this off the shelf and it's going to sound exactly well like it because nothing, guitars, you know, anything's going to do that for you. Okay. At all. I mean, I'm even a camper. I use a camper. It's got, at any given time, I could, I usually keep six, seven hundred different amps on there. It'll hold a thousand. Yeah. You know, there's times where it's like, you know, I'll switch to a different profile just for just something different and I always have to tweak it. It's never. You still have to tweak yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it's somebody else's idea of a great tone. Yeah. Just like the creator of the amp might be like, to me, this is fucking money. Yeah. But to me, it's like, this is money, but it just needs this or that. And that's when, that's when I throw this. It's just yeah. a little okay. more donkle. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, a little more bonkle. 
Add a little more bump so, into that. So think of it as like, I don't know, a really good foundation, but it also has got its own flavor, like like the Fortins and, mm-hmm. you know, the Ingles and all that. Like, Ingles Savage is more, one of the most, <clears throat> you know, ferocious sounding amps, I think, mm-hmm. depending on what you mix it with. I've heard guys make them sound just insane, man. Yeah, it's always, I've always been like, what the fuck, man? I spent two grand on an amp. And here I am boosting it with this pedal or happen to do this to it. And I'm like, why, why is that the case? Well, but I understand all, yeah. we all have a different ear. And yeah. I'm saying all of this as I actively boost all my amps with tube screamers and shit. So I'm a hypocrite, I guess. But it's, it just never yeah, made sense really. to me. You're just doing what everyone else does. You know, you're just kind of uh, getting out of the amp what you want. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's no different than adding effects pedals or, or, what, or whatever, you know. Yeah. But, uh, cause I don't think I've ever plugged into an amp and been like, that's it. Yeah. There it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Not without yeah. doing all kinds of different shit to it or modding like that. The 5152 that you got, that's completely modded, mm-hmm. biased hot. I mean, that amp, you notice how you turn it on, you, you fry an egg on it in a matter of about a minute. Yep. Yeah. I had it. She gets, uh, she gets warm. So the I had 60, it done that way on purpose. The 6505, was that... When that was still made by PV, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was yeah? That's uh, the sixty five oh five is a PV. Is that just yeah, like the second version of a fifty one fifty? Dude went to to Fender and took the name with him, and then mm-hmm. PV PV made the sixty five oh five when making the same when amp, Eddie but had to, to call Fender. it something else. Okay, that's because what they they had been in years been in business sixty five years, and it was the year two thousand five when he left. Okay, so they combined that. So it's it's a fifty one fifty. Well, all the way up until they started making them in China. Okay. They, they sound different. If you find a 6505 from China, stay away from it. It's a fizzy piece of shit. Okay. But, uh, yeah, up until that point, I mean, they was made exa- same circuitry, same it was assembly the same line. Thing. I didn't know that. Okay. Because he went, he went to, uh, just like Tyler said, to Fender. I knew that and was that's, the case, but I didn't know. And that's where you got the EVHs, because that's, that's actually a Fender. Fender, name. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen, bro. The best to ever live. Mm. Oh yeah, no one on the planet's done for for guitar mm. or music. What, mm. what he's done? Mm. No. Oh yeah. No. No, I don't think so. Who's your comparison? Jimi Hendrix. No way. Not even close. Uh, the you know this thing called distortion that he was like, mm. Mm, this is awesome, and no one else is using it. I'm going to do it. But the uh, the guitarist from the Who did it before he did. Pete Townsend. Cut the screen, or or not the Who? Um, what the hell's that band called? Pretty sure it was the Who. No, it wasn't the Who. It, dude, dude, cut a speaker with a razor, and that's how he got it. I'll think of it here in a minute. Pretty when sure I'm, when I'm not who. trying to think I, of it. I remember wasn't seeing a, it on a. It wasn't a. Oh hell, like what a the documentary. What not Keith Richards? You're thinking Keith no, Richards? You're thinking no, of it's, it? um. Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know it'll, it, it'll happen, but. But Eddie, 70s, 60s band? Well, oh, yeah, 60s, okay. yeah. 60s. You're talking, like, way back. No, I, I think Eddie is solidly top five, but I do not have him at number one. I, oh, actually, yeah, my he's... number one has always been Stevie Ray Vaughan. For playing, yeah, but, it's, but with Eddie, you got to look at the whole picture. Like, not the just The entire playing. body work, yes. Tone, like, like for gear just for guitar, yeah, all yeah. that. Like, Dude, he was the just thing about Eddie is, tearing is shit up. I think he is more closely comparable to somebody like steve ray Vaughan go dude look at some of the chords that he plays like the oh yeah in uh, metal yeah. songs playing or hard rock songs whatever you want to call it those yeah. fucking jazz chords that he's 
you know, picking out. He just, you know, he just had his own tone. Like he was the first guy to really to come up with the attenuator thing. Mm-hmm. He'd fucking crank his amps and he'd use the attenuator for his volume. And he, he dude, he'd burn an amp up in a matter of a couple months. We're like Marshall JCM 800s and yeah. He was the first guy to figure that out. He was the first guy to bring finger tapping to the forefront. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was the first guy to, you know, come up with the detuna. You know, he was the first guy to 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 experiment with um winding his pickups different, just changing I mean, the, the angle. Strat, you know, I mean I mean, yeah, yeah to, to me he's number one. I mean, sure there's better guys out there. There might be more innovative guys, but I, I don't know, man. Like what he did on those first four or five albums as a guitarist for yeah. me. From experimenting with cutting shit up and building stuff, and you know, to the stuff that he played, and like, I, I just for me, it's it's I cannot mm-hmm. whole package put anybody else. Yeah, if you look at him that. from an innovation standpoint, then I would. That's where yeah. I would tend to be like, yeah, yeah, I get it there. I get it there. Because um, from an innovative standpoint, he's it's hard to think of another one that brought more to the game or tried more things and right revolutionize right. certain things than than he did. I'm sure all the listeners out there have their own thoughts. But, oh yeah, for sure. Um, but no, that's that's fair. I can, I, I get it from that standpoint. But yeah, it's, I was just I just love Stevie. I think Stevie. Oh, is Stevie's phenomenal, man. Yeah, naturally Insanely talented musicians that's ever drawn a breath. Yeah, he, he's so. like he's like them guys like. Him and Steve Vai, like you just watch him play, and it's almost like the guitar is just another, it's just like there. a finger, yeah, it's crazy. Just attached yep. to their body. You know, exactly. like it's it, just, yeah, it's mind melting just to watch. Crazy, bro. And I, there's this video on YouTube that you can look up. It's, I think it's literally called Stevie Ray Vaughan warming up. This dude walks on on a on a stage, you know, in an empty theater or whatever. He goes, you know, he just snorted a oh, fat yeah. ass line of coke. Mm. Looks like he just woke up. <laughs> And he's got this big fur coat on. He he just he's like, all right, ready, let's go. And he just starts playing Scuttle Button, which yeah. is just an intro song for him. And it's fucking insane. And I'm like, dude, I know you just got out of bed, did a line, put a coat on, and walked on this stage. Yeah. And you're, I mean, insane. You're ready to go. Dude snaps a string mid song and and just changes up the key so it, he doesn't even miss a note. Yeah. And then does a guitar change in between a little teeny half second fill. And it just some of the stuff that he was able to do was just fucking crazy. impressive. Yeah, that's oh, crazy. Oh, was, it just makes me want to cry myself to sleep. But yes, yeah, he's he was he was get your chops up, player. I th- what? <laughs> yeah, get your hamstrings up, player. <laughs> Passive or active pickups depends on the application. Okay. Um, for metal music, for metal music, metal answer. music. <sighs> I don't know. I've had pretty good luck with a lot of different things. What are you playing right now? Most Fishman's and all my guitars. Yeah, fluences. But I, you can, you can. They they act like a passive when you back do. them down and stuff, you know. But I don't know. You know, like we was talking about earlier, EMGs. They was they're cool for just you know heavy fucking yep. rhythms. Yep. So I I don't know, man. It's really tough to pick one or the other. For leads, I think I like. Passive. Passive, better. Yeah. More organic. Yeah. To I, me, it feels yeah. that way, too. You know, I like a 59, a Seymour Duncan 59 yep. for neck. Yep. You know, and then for a bridge, you know, like like maybe a, uh, oh, what's that one Seymour Duncan I used to, a JB. JB. JB, yeah, yep. Jeff yep. Beck, yeah. Those are, that's a great combination. But, I mean, not for metal rhythms, eh. That's why I like Fishman's, you know, they're pretty universal. They are. You can put them in a guitar and you're, you're, you're good for live and recording. 
Right. Well, and you have voicings. Yeah. You have different voicings for them. I've always preferred active myself just from the standpoint of, one, that's pretty much all I've ever played, and two, rhythm guy. Yeah. Nice and hot when you need them to be. I want them spicy. Yeah. (laughs) Better have a whole lot of all the game, all the punch. (laughs) Yeah, I I was always... Seymour Duncan blackouts. I was always... uh, Always an active player. Yeah. Um, Till recently. Yeah. I mean, I, so I had, when I bought the LTD Eclipse or whatever the hell it's called, um, that's when I first got into Fishman Moderns. It mm-hmm. had EMGs in it when you bought it though, didn't it? No, it had, this one came with Fishman. Okay, that's right. Um, but before that, I always played EMGs. Always played EMGs because I was playing nothing but metal for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Fishman's. Did a bunch of research when I bought that guitar, and I bought that guitar because it had Fishman's in it, too. Um, loved them, but at, once I got into the band setting, for some reason, I didn't... I wasn't crazy about the clean tones. They're real glassy, but... I don't know, like... What enough clarity. Stupid, like, yeah. No, there was clarity, but, like, artificial sounding. Only for clean tones. Like plasticky or something? Yes, plastic-like. It, yeah. Um, Spacey? And he like, had always thought that, I think specifically for I clean tones. I fucking hated your Fishmans. Um, still got them. Uh, <laughs> but then I had bought a, a different guitar, and I put bare knuckles in it, if you're familiar with bare yeah. knuckle, and they're passive. And uh, one, because they're a boutique pickup, they're expensive, but like I was getting the gainy, chunky ass tones that I wanted. But your clean was. But my cleans were warm, but they poked through, and they just felt smoother for That's some pretty. reason. If that makes any sense. Yeah, his cleans are. So I mean, well, if I, I have the choice, I won't play another. Like if I'm going to buy a guitar and it's got to have certain pickups, I won't play anything. Other Keep in mind, he knuckles. is a very really? trendy guy. I, I too. fucking love him. <laughs> He's I a very him. trendy guy. I've been playing him for four years now. He really? was he four was years. I firmly on the meat ride of Fishman's for a while, and then yeah. switched it. So he's he's very trendy. Well, I, I but he keeps up a, with him. He keeps up yeah. with him. So, well, I had a set of uh, bare knuckles that came in a prestige, and one the green one I got at home, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand them. What ones? Your um, aftermath. Was they brutes or something? Brutes, like brute force. I think they're called. Yeah, I think they came with the guitar from from the factory. Okay. They just sound. Tinny and fucking nasally yeah. almost. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. fucking hated the way those they, things sounded. I've heard a lot Spanky. of people say that about the juggernauts. Yeah, just I don't just nasally. I've never heard a pickup take my tone and just make it, it make bad it frequencies like poke like out of it. Scooping yeah. the mids, like there was, was no punch. When I hear when you say nasally, that's what I think. Uh, it's well, like it was mid like, scoop, no punch. Not even a scoop, it's actually like a boost. Almost like you went, I don't know, maybe to like, like ice picky. Six or six to eight hundred k, and you did like a fucking real, oh, real, yeah. real tight shelf and boosted it, kind of like. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It was just a weird fucking sound, That's man. Weird. And, and I you hated figure, it, and it was the pickups. It wasn't anything. Oh else. Yeah. yeah, I threw. I ended yeah. up putting Fishman's in it, and that guitar screams. Yeah, for hmm. metal it's rhythm got the, tones, the Fishman's are legit. Dude. It's got the kill sw- the the kill switch engage the set. The kill switch set. Okay. Yeah, mine are just the regular. Yeah, moderns. they've never been hurting for tone in twenty years. No, no dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, they they, they, they that's, had they've it from they've the never get go. That's one problem they've never had to worry about. They had about. it from no. the get go. Yeah. Ooh. They've also fucking, never made a bad album. So. Yeah. No, you're right. Them fucking Framus heads, man. Framus, yes, they Jesus did play Framus heads. 
So I'm going to ask you a gearhead question just here real quick. In your opinion, if you think back to like your childhood or not, maybe your young adulthood, who who back in the day had just the best tone I was going of, to the, of yep. the time? Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, that's fair. Dime there was only one. Darryl. I mean, there was only one. Yeah. I mean, that was it. Like you knew Dime when you heard oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No mistake. No mistake at all. Any song, any you could play three seconds of any of his licks, and you're like, Dime. Yeah. Dime. Yeah. No and questions. Such a hard, I mean, not now with technology, but that would have been such a hard tone to, tone to replicate. Yeah, man. Like, it's um. Well, that was that period of time when a lot of guys was using racks full of shit. Mm-hmm. Outboard gear, like, uh, you know, all their effects was a separate rack. And, yep. You know what I mean? Uh, um, and I loved the, the, the guitar processor sound. Like bands like White Lion, you know, mm-hmm. using those yeah. digital preamps. They wasn't even using amps. They was using power amps with yeah. all the digital racks of just, you know, Vi, all of them. Guitar tones back then were just, just fucking thick, man. They sounded awesome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know. Well, it's funny. It's, like, if you think about, like, Metallica, every album has a, has a an iconic tone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Every album has an iconic tone. Yeah. Dime, man, he, like, he was able to make the same guitar tone sound perfect on record after record after record. And it got better with each one, yeah. you know? Like, it was, it was like, man, this is killer on Cowboys. Then fucking, you know, Far Beyond Driven, it's like, whoa. And, then, and dude, yeah. Or, yeah, Vulgar, and then great Far Southern Beyond Driven. Yeah, yeah, that fucking dude, that album, man, Far Beyond Driven. That's the most good, aggressive guitar tone. It is gnarly that I've ever heard, man. I've said it a million times. Pantera carried metal in the nineties, man. Oh yeah, if it wasn't for them, it'd have been done, a fucking wash. And yep. that's why I can't stand. I just don't like bands like Soundgarden, Nirvana, Nirvana, yeah, Alice in Chains. I, none of that mm, shit, man, man. I figured you'd like. Chains. I figured you'd like nope. Chains. Really? Nope. I, Jerry Cantrell just uh I, he's a great guitarist. I just don't like that kind of music. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's I fair. And I thought Jerry had great tone too. Freedom. He did. Yeah, he did. He had great tone. I just it's just that that movement, the image, the the just the way the songs were written. I don't know, man. Oh, they ki- they was, tried to kill. Metal. Did you feel like, like and that's was, what happened? It yeah. fucking sucked. Yeah, I lived it. You know what I mean? Like right. watching the bands that I was starting to love. Because you got to think about it, man. I, I was cutting my teeth on guitar, and I had a good solid six seven years maybe yeah of all my guitar heroes hearing them on the radio and shit and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they was just chopped liver to right. this fucking yeah. guy in a flannel yeah playing three fucking chords oh dude i can't i fucking hate kurt cobain let's oh, let's no, hop dude. on that train buddy so we're like Nirvana in a sp- fucking sucks one we're, good thing about kurt cobain though is he had good aim yes he did he he is they call him the one shot kid. He, yeah, he did not miss. Damn. Mayhem would have put him on an album cover. <laughs> Y'all the, killing me. Let's no, take no, let's take Dan no. off the album cover and put him on the Yes. Yeah. So same thing. At same, the time, same thing. Exactly. <laughs> at the time was it like it's either fucking full on metal or hair metal to you? And then when the grunge grunge movement came in, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, because it, what was shitty about it was, I mean, it, how fast it completely murdered. I mean, my dad said this, has told it, me, he's like, this fucking gay-ass grunge shit is what he always called it. Came it was out of terrible, man. You start, the, yeah, your friends coming, to, kids coming to school with the fucking flannels and all this shit. Yeah. The radio stations just beating it down your throat. It, it changed the, the way no that way. we see in everyday life, man, you know, yeah. as a kid. You, you went from feeling like the in crowd to feeling like an outcast, I'm sure. 
uh, well, from I mean, a music it, standpoint. Yeah, like, from a music standpoint, definitely, because I was still listening to shit. But I mean, it was, it sucked, man. It really yeah. did. Because to me, that kind of music was really thoughtless. I agree. Compared to what you know, what we was, had been listening to, it was new. You know what I mean? So I mean, it was like looking back. Yeah, I mean, the scene probably needed the enema, but it wasn't cool to live through it. It sucked ass. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's fair, man. It's just so weird. Not not Nirvana, but like some of those other bands. Like I fucking loved growing up, though. Fucking loved them. Like and not not even like guitar playing wise, because right. I knew I knew that they weren't doing anything crazy. But just some of the like Black Hole Sun and uh, yeah, see, so I can't many, like. But I'm gonna. But I came from you know listening to. to you know, Rust in Peace, Megadeth, yeah. yes, Marty sir, Friedman, all that shit. That is yeah. one of the best metal records yeah. of all time, bro. And then you go listening to something like that, you know what I mean? And it's just like... Love Rust I in think Peace. for me it was just because... <sighs> it might have been yeah. because... Fucking amazing, dude. I was so into thrash metal because of Metallica. It's what I loved. Yeah. But being around my dad, he was literally into everything. So I heard it. Whatever it was, I heard it. Old school R&B, old school hip-hop. Yeah. Thrash metal, hair metal, fucking Cinderella ballad type shit. Like, I had it mm, all. Love Cinderella. And I've never, like, truly hated anything other than, I don't, I don't know that you I've ever really hated hate anything. No. I, I was just, for me, when I was younger, like, I was a picky little bastard. Like, when <laughs> Metallica put out the Black Album, You were I one of those guys pissed. that was pissed, weren't you? I was yep. pissed. Like, how do you go from, you know, your last fucking... Three or four albums. Was it Justice, Justice before that? Was before yeah, that, that was, was the last rager. one before that. Just, yeah, Justice is a rager nonstop. Yeah, it is, man. Well, all their albums really was yeah. from from you know Kill 'Em All all the way up mm-hmm. to you know Justice for All. And I mean, even now Justice I, I hate to say this, but like even the Black album, all them songs are good. Oh, they're I just so good. fucking they're good. So I just fucking good. Those songs are so fucking good, that, man. I, I was just pissed though because they pissed. didn't yeah. put out Justice yeah. for All again. You know yeah. what I mean? I was, I was like, you I were waiting you on were another. Really you were waiting load and reloading. Oh, I, 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 I quit listening to him by then, man. I, yeah, we loved, we loved it, bro. it. We loved it. Loved That's it. The, there wasn't any Metallica that we didn't like because it felt like Except we could listen to Saint Anger. Yeah, and then I go back and I revisit Saint Anger, and I'm like, it's really not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, that was like a hardcore. Version of them that was like yeah. a hardcore Metallica. I just I don't know, man. I, like for Drunk me, James, bro, just <laughs> like rampage. honestly, I didn't even after the Black album, I really didn't even listen. It's fair. Damn. Didn't even. I was like, I'm not even gonna waste my time. You know what I mean? Because it was just. It's not wasting my time. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, oh man, I got that stuck in my head now, and uh, I loved those those. Metallica albums that all the people I get so hated. sick of hearing about Metallica on this show. Uh, he hates Metallica because I don't fucking <laughs> like him. <laughs> and that's all these two ever want to talk about is. Metallica. Well, we already told you on this show you're a fucking asswipe, so <laughs> doesn't matter. And you know what's funny? You're always on the 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 odd end of that argument. No matter who's sitting. No matter who's sitting. No matter who's sitting on the fucking couch, you're always the odd man out. But 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 but, but can, can, can we listen to like uh, the Fray or something? How, how, how hey, about, I love the Fray. What's that fucking band he likes that I can't stand? What's the name of? Not sure. Which one? Your favorite? What's her name? Thrice. Movements? Yeah, Thrice. Oh, yeah. love Thrice. Can, can, can we listen to some Thrice, please, sir? Yeah. Wait, we haven't really. <laughs> You've pretty much hinted that you like Metallica, but were you obsessed with Metallica as a kid like maybe we were? 
Till the Black album. Till the Black yeah. album. Okay. Oh yeah, man. Megadeth was... take over from there. That's no. where Megadeth thrives, bro. When, when I see, I because don't know, they dropped Rust in Peace. This, uh, actually, yeah, I think it was the year before the Black album, but but yeah, but then you had Countdown to <coughs> Extinction, yeah. which is good. Euthanasia. But yeah, well, that's when it to me Countdown is when they started Cryptic, going Cryptic Writings. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, Countdown's incredible. I like it, Cryptic it Writings too. I like yeah. a couple songs off Euthanasia. But they they really bottomed out in the early two thousands. Then like I think in the mid two yeah like risk like, and all that shit dystopia. Like I really like all yeah. the like Washington is next. They had some killer songs off of some of those. Yeah, their newest album United Abominations. Fuck. Yes, that United was a great Abominations. Album. That's the album. I'm a great album. Uh, Thirteen. I really liked uh, the newest one. I really newest liked. one's fucking killer, dude. They won three. Two or three Emmys I need on to one song. Get into Megadeth. Yeah, huh? dude, that their newest one. Bro, I've always they, liked Megadeth, but I've never like jumped into Megadeth. I, I always oh, did, yeah. just because I thought Dave Mustaine was a superior guitar player to Tur- Kirk Turk. Yeah, he Kirk was. Hayman. He is. Um, he was. Was is. Yeah. What, what, what I liked about Dave is that on his albums, he whoever he got to play the other guitar, lead wise, he always picked somebody that could smoke him. Yeah, he was yeah. smart, yeah. dude. Like, Friedman. Friedman, right. yeah, yeah. Friedman, Chris Broderick. Yeah, oh my God. Chris Glenn Drover, yes. you know, Kiko. Yep. Now he's got Timu in the band. I was going to say, Timu's with him Jesus, now. Jesus, yeah. that guy. Oh, yeah, there's, he always. And he's young. Dave never went out and looked for someone, whether it was because, I mean, up until the last couple of years, he had this. I mean, uh, Dave Ellison was his bassist from start to a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, drummer, he's always had an elite drummer. He never went out and just got some Joe Blow to hop up on stage never. with him ever. You know Never. what I'm saying? He's so always I, had fucking and Dave upper can crust. fucking shred, bro. Yeah, Dave's killer. Fucking shred, and I'm like, god damn, dude. Like he he didn't even need another guitar player, but he would go get someone better than him. Yeah, he would That's every single the, time, yeah. dude. He's he's always he's always been the under underdog yeah. guitarist in Megadeth. It's crazy. He as far as soloing goes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he launched a lot of dudes' careers. Mm-hmm. Into the fucking sun, man. Just putting him on that stage. Friedman's probably the one he's really the, did the did the biggest. Yeah, favor Friedman's for. the now one he's... that most people think of. Yeah, when when you think about Megadeth League, uh, Chris Broderick is another one. Yeah. that is fantastic. It, it's just um, Friedman. No one sounds his phrasing is what makes him such an insane guitarist, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And it, Friedman was Rust in Peace. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what Rust I in Peace, Countdown to Extinction, uh, Euthanasia. I think he was on Risk. Was he on it? Um, yeah, I think that was the last album he was on. That's fair. Or it's, I mean, some of the... Now, I like the 80s stuff, too. Oh, yeah, man. Killing Is My Business, Peace Cells. Those two are my probably oh, my favorite records. Yeah, those are insane. The fact that Dave took... Um, uh, I can't remember which which one it is. Uh, all Four Horsemen. Oh, yeah, Mechanics. This is my song, yeah. and I'm going to take the exact same song, make a song called The Mechanic, Yeah. and it's going to be about nonsense. Yeah. But I'm just gonna play, play it, it twice four as times fast. faster. Yeah. yeah, twice as fast, and yeah. play all the super intricate shit that Kirk didn't want to play. Yeah, and make you look like bitches because you fired me. <laughs> like that yeah. was just so on his debut was album. Dave that was drunk so or something at the time. Yeah, he was a drunk. Oh yeah, he's he's had a rough way to go with drugs. Like on peace sells. I mean, <clears throat> that song. What song is it? Is it Bad Omen or The Conjuring? Yeah. That whole song is actually the lyrics are a spell. Yeah, he was, he was into witchcraft and, yep. and war, devil worship and shit. Mm. And he cool. won't he won't That's play it live. No, he won't, he won't play it live because he's he's a born again Christian, I believe. Yeah, he me? said he yeah. he doesn't no, yeah, won't play be that one cursed live. Or, you know, yeah, he's fucking got he's pretty. But yeah, mm. that song's is a ritual. That's why lyrics. 
Dave's a badass. Man, yeah, I can dude. sit here and talk about all these guitar players. Oh, and, yeah. Tyler, do you have anything? I'm trying to think of you a wanna... few more things. <laughs> you, guys, you guys lost me at Metallica. No, that's fine. We put a fire out. Well, Tony... Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for on, having man. me. Guys. I appreciate, I appreciate, I appreciate you giving us your time on a on a Monday night to come yeah. out and, and sit with oh, a couple good. of screaming idiots and, and talk <laughs> some shit. So appreciate your stories. Yeah. Yeah. As Thanks for, for our listeners, me. thank you as always for tuning in. Hope you guys have enjoyed uh enjoyed this one and enjoy the rest of <clears throat> season six, I think we're recording. Yes. No clue. Sounds about uh, right. something like that. Yeah. So Hope you guys enjoy the rest of it. As always, follow all of our socials at TSIS Podcast or just search the Screaming Idiots Show. And until next time, we are the Screaming Idiots. We'll see you next week. Peace, love, dove.